0: You know, maybe we'll get started if you ever press record. Damn it! <laughs> there's a fucking
1: record button. <laughs> you hovered for an hour pushing that damn thing. It's like you were well, afraid I'm to
2: touch you it. You see, we're back on our shit tonight. <laughs> Jason took an hour to <laughs> hit record.
3: I mean, there's more than there. One, two, three, four, five. There's five total people and two fucking dogs in here. One of the other people could have hit record. That's
2: effort.
3: Oh, yeah, hell, the dog could have jumped up here and been like Oh no, and your ass like, Well hold on, that ain't you
0: that quicker. And you could have
3: hit the damn button <laughs> Okay, well if you hadn't figured it out by now This is the Turn the Buckle Podcast I am Jason Hampton Josh Cox Will Clark And tonight we are joined by
4: Oh, Warren
5: Sanders <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm sorry
1: uh, I'm gonna play Ben Thrasher tonight. So, <laughs> anything said is blamed on him. Not Rocky Sperling. I was about to say Ben, your penis shrunk <laughs> amazingly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> say, "Damn, happy you would know." <laughs> well, I, have seen, I have seen you run around the house butt naked with a wrestling belt on. Uh, uh, <laughs> so that So did the, the cops. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Statute of Limitation has passed on that. It has.
3: I was still a teenager at that point, so... I don't know about that one now. Legal. Over 18. Legal teenager, but still teenager. Uh, (laughs) Wasn't old enough for all the alcohol at the house, but I was... Can we start over? (laughs) (laughs) No, we're live, pal. That'll take another hour to
1: get rid of all this shit. As I said, uh, I am Ben Thrasher. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, ben once again had some adult things going on, wasn't oh, able to make okay. it. He's old. Put the cookie down.
2: What the fuck are you doing? I'm,
3: Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing.
2: I'm telling Emily you're touching her brownie. Oh my god, you
3: just. Yeah, he is eating that child's brownie. How She has not ate that, that brownie. Is, that I, took, is I, took sad. A, I
2: took a corner
0: piece
4: of a crumb. You <laughs> put your finger in the, in the corner. Not in the, the corner, corner. In the corner. corner. In, the corner. in the corner. Look at that. The corner of that brown has a dip in it now because of your... No. Not to not be it.
2: fair, that's better than most of the things he puts his finger in.
4: And there you go. Oh, oh, God, So Did you
3: wash your hands before you touched the brownie? Oh, now <laughs> the brownie is tainted. <laughs> Don't with the taut. With the taint. With the taint. <laughs> <laughs>
4: gonna lob him up for you lob up. Lob up up that's what the good coach does he puts it right down the
3: middle and you, you just pow mind, your business, I'm just gonna throw
4: them
3: out there down just keep them coming down god, good god mm. well as you can see this is what kind of episode is gonna be tonight <laughs> and that is fucking awesome because that's when we have the most fun all right we had a slight plan for tonight if Ben showed up but you know I, Ben Thrasher Spurlock showed up instead. To be
2: fair, I didn't do the homework. Mm. Oh. You
3: didn't. There <laughs> was homework. They no, went homework. Know. The homework was, hey, this movie is fucking great. You need to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the original plan was to talk about wrestling in
1: movies and on TV shows. Oh. Mm. Mm. To coincide with the release of heels, correct? Uh, no, just because. Oh, you didn't play? Just coincident That it, it, yeah,
3: okay. yeah, coincidental. It was just we were needing a topic, and for some reason, Ready to Rumble popped in my head.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I can't tell you how many times me and Thrasher watched that movie when we were living together in the apartment
1: that we had. I right, mean, well, let's follow it. What What do you think is the best wrestling TV show movie? Eyes. Uh, I'm partial to Ready to Rumble.
3: Just because, like I said, you know, I watched that so many fucking times. I had it memorized there for a while. I mean, hell, Jimmy King, he's the best wrestler. That do you think that one helped
1: bring wrestling into more mainstream, or did it hurt? Oh, mm-hmm. that it totally hurt it. it did, did, <laughs> or, or did well, Ar- was, can't
4: win in the belt hurt it.
1: Yeah, was it the was it what WCW did, or was it the movie itself that hurt it?
3: Uh, movie,
1: I love the movie, but if
3: you watch the movie, and people that would watch the movie are going to be, you know, if they're not wrestling fans, going to be like, is this really what goes on all the fucking time?
1: People... Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I thought it was pretty accurate on some of the stuff. I mean, a I lot know, of the shit some was. of those guys. Right? <laughs> you know, my dad was a king, too, so I kind of <laughs> know that some of that. <clears throat>
5: um,
1: what about you guys? What?
0: I haven't really watched a whole lot of wrestling movies. The one that really stood out for me, and I might get some negative comments, was The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. That was great. No, that was I great, was great, great movie. That was
2: a great movie. That's the <clears throat> only one, really, that I saw, aside from Macho Man and Spider-Man and other random shit here and there. Not but
1: cameos, yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, I
1: mean, cameos. I mean, they could still be used to... I, that I know
3: of, there were only bizarre. three true wrestling movies, that I or four, that I can think of... Offhand, mm. and that's ready to rumble. No holds the wrestler, no holds barred. No holds barred.
1: Hey, hold on one second second, my wife's calling. Hey, Jennifer, you're on the podcast with us. <laughs> hey. Are you on your way over here? <laughs> no, I'm on my way home. I gotta go feed the kids. Okay. Oh, um, the kids gotta yeah, they, We really they are on the they... podcast. I'll, I'll call you back. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye. 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 Fucking kids. It's not like, you know, one of them's like 19 and has a car. I was about to, to say, to isn't girls. one of yeah.
3: them old enough to? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, there's lot, you know, food there. They're just too lazy to cook it or don't right. like it.
3: But, yeah, Ready to Rumble, No Holds Barred, The Wrestler. And then the other one, you got to go back early, mid-80s. It's a random offshoot. It was called Body Slam. You remember that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact they'd never seen it because I had to look the trailer up last week when I was talking about it. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. It was, the guy was a sleazy record music producer. <laughs> I it was like Jesus. Harry God. Smilak was his yes. the character's name. He was the dude who
4: played face when that face off at the other other. A- Eighteen, 18? yeah. Oh, okay. Had a tag yeah. team like to, it was. Uh, it
3: was Roddy Piper and Fatu. Yes. Back way old school Fatu, the Tonga kid, and what he was still. Yes. At. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I remember. laughs> and that was when the whole rock and wrestling thing really started taking off because I mean, hell, Jeez. there was stuff they showed in the trailer for the movie that I showed them last week that I didn't remember like at the very end the cameos Ric Flair Freddie Blassie fucking mm-hmm. uh, I think Mr. Fuji was yeah, in there too wow.
1: <laughs> there's one that was actually before that was back in like the 70's and it was called The Wrestler and it had like Ed Anser in it and uh, <clears throat> it had like Andre and, and Mur- I think Murdoch was it? Nick Murdoch was in it and oh, Dusty yeah. Rhodes and uh, I can't tell you the plot because it's been so many years since I've seen that uh, but it, it was a good movie
5: Hmm. Um,
1: You know, one I wish that had happened um, was when you brought up Roddy Popper. Roddy Popper and Jesse the Body Ventura had a a pilot for a TV show called Tag Team where they were going to be professional wrestlers that were considered, that were kicked out of the wrestling leagues for being too rough so they would go become cops (laughs) and and become (laughs) undercover police. And it was was like a buddy cop, like a, a lethal weapon type. Okay. i have seen that <laughs> And uh, it, it didn't Didn't get made it didn't get picked up Damn
3: But yeah Besides those movies You know Just the different Cameos
1: And Vader on Boy Meets World Yeah Vader
3: God. on Boy Meets World Mad Rock. TV Yeah The Stone Cold On Mad TV You got uh, <clears throat> The Hardys On that 70's show
1: yeah.
3: Ken Shamrock was on there as well The Rock
1: The Rock The Rock the being and his dad The that Yeah No the rock show, the young, was it young, rock, young, young, rock? young rock. Have you guys, I've seen it one it? episode. I'm not seen it at all. And- yeah.
2: I've seen some of it, but not all of
1: it. It's, um, it was good.
2: I do like the way that they <clears throat> showed like his dad's and the, the circle that they had with them growing up. That was what I liked most about it.
1: It was, it was um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, especially because, you know, especially with my dad being from that era, you know, I've, he knows some of those guys that, And he worked with some of those Doing the different territories and stuff And uh, I, I know I didn't even experience quite like Obviously what Rocky Johnson did right. with, with Dwayne and stuff as, as far as moving around everything I had a pretty stable life here But you know, I did experience some of it where, where dad would be gone for Weeks or months at a time And then um, Different territories and stuff but it was it was really cool to see that and uh, see some of the guys that I grew up watching because I'm probably a lot older than all of you guys here. Uh, guys I, I watched growing up uh, that were at the end of their careers probably when you guys started watching wrestling. Like, you know, the Samoans in there. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter even. He was towards the end, you know, in the, in the 90s. Uh, which I i got to talk about him in a little bit about Yeah, that's this fine. Weekend. I'll, yeah, we'll let you bring up uh, Farley Con and everything that happened. But it was just really cool to see on <coughs> that show and how they were portrayed, Andre the Giant and, and so forth. I think my favorite wrestler cameo in any
3: movie was Andre the Giant on The Princess Bride. Yes. That was classic.
1: That oh, <laughs> classic. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard the story that uh, – I can't remember if it was Billy Crystal that tells it, I think it was Billy Crystal that tells it that uh, where Andre passed gas on the set. (laughs) Uh, Rob Reiner, meathead from Archie Bunker, uh, was the director. And uh, he said one day that Andre was on the set and passed gas for like 30 seconds. And it was so loud, everybody just stopped. And uh, <laughs> he just heard this big just rumble. Just... And Rob looked at him and he said, Andre, are, are you okay? And Andre, you know, he called everybody boss. boss. He says, I am now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I can imagine how bad that must have smelled. God,
4: <laughs> now
3: What's your favorite Is that your favorite Andre story You've heard
1: No My my favorite one Is is It's not really The story it's, it's, My dad got to wrestle Andre one time Oh awesome uh, Him and uh, Ricky Gray Ricky Gray was a little Short fat guy That teamed with dad And uh, So you before hey. you No he was He was bigger than yeah, <laughs> Shut up Jason Um uh, <laughs> Anyway, they, they worked Andre at the, um, the arena in a or somewhere on Nick's territory for a, uh, handicap match. Awesome. And dad was talking about how he was standing in the ring and Andre was on the floor. They were looking eyeball to eyeball. Oh shit. <laughs> and uh, It was actually funny cause it ties into this weekend when I was having, um, uh, dinner with slaughter and, uh, we were talking about it and dad was, had ta- always told me how gentle Andre was with him. Um, uh, and when I when I said that to to Sergeant Slaughter, he said, I he goes, I got some Andre stories, said, but I don't think he's ever been gentle." He said, he said, <laughs> maybe, "He said, maybe if he liked you, he was gentle." He said, "He was always rough with me." <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's part of my. I mean, that like I said, this is a, a personal connection with Dad. Being yeah, there. that's my you know, one story that not everybody's heard is just how gentle he was with with people in there. And busy. I think my favorite. But well, do you guys have
3: any kind of stories about Andre that you like that you've heard over the years that you've liked?
0: No, I don't think so. Nuh-uh. My favorite one
3: I've ever heard was about him going to the bathroom in Japan. Have y'all ever heard that? Oh God. Hmm. He's so fucking big he couldn't fit in the bathrooms in Japan. So he could like stand at the door and piss, but he couldn't go in there to shit. So literally he would take a shit in the middle of the bed and have to wrap that shit up and then sit it outside for him to take. <laughs> 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 so hoarse. And you're gonna think I'm bullshitting, but I swear to God, that's a that's a story Bruce Pritchard told on his podcast. So unless Bruce Pritchard's lying about that
1: shit, which I don't think he is. But so they're picking up horse shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Every day. <laughs> Pretty much. Shit again. <laughs> I mean, no,
3: you two be. You're not shit in hotel.
1: <laughs> you got to think. Though, I mean, the life this guy had due to his size. I mean, yeah, he had his, you know, thousands of advantages due to the size. But look at all the disadvantages. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, all the stuff that oh, we yeah. take for granted that. He can you know, do.
0: Yeah. Special I, order
1: clothes. Furniture
0: can't sit in airplanes.
1: houses in a house, yes. A beer. How long does it take us to drink a can of beer? Yeah, that's two yeah, sits for him. 127 yeah, one hundred and twenty-seven at a sitting and being good.
3: Yeah, you know he's
1: got the world okay, record. One hundred
3: fifty-seven. That's yeah, a shit ton. Like that it's a lot of fucking beer. Yeah,
1: I drank ninety one night, which we mean a buddy of mine. We drank ninety, and I don't see how he got more than that, because I don't remember the next <laughs> week, but. Um,
4: Oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, so hurts. think about it. She was ugly and... You uh, <laughs> know something I take a deal <laughs> to get
3: a WC. I understand. You to lose, <laughs> lose the win. I get it. But yeah, uh, I know you want to get into Farley Con, what happened this weekend and everything. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead take a break right here. Cut this off. Play the little commercial so I'll make a penny or two
2: and uh wait we'll, wait have you re-recorded the commercial
3: no of course
2: not you know hasn't.
3: okay I gotta find out who else is actually gonna be on the fucking podcast from now on cause <laughs> just say R thanks for listening to R podcast there you go because you know I, I try to be personable about it and say you know from all of us here Ben, Josh blah 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 you know say everybody's name but if I'm gonna say somebody's name they're
1: gonna have to start showing up <laughs> Many I think he's talking about Ben Thrasher
4: on that one. I might sense. but I'm not in it. This so. <laughs> <laughs> is like we saying. Yeah man, this is closing it out here. Me, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle <laughs> <laughs> my man DJ Jazzy Jeff over there on the Wheels of Steel. The fuck? <laughs> They're not there. Okay.
3: But yeah, we'll be right back right after I play this little commercial that I need to re record, so I think it might actually change in the podcast, too, so whenever I re-record it, it's going to say it's not been re-recorded, but play the new commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, either way, you're going to get a commercial, so hold the fuck on. <laughs> okay, the conversation we were just having is going to be better than anything that's going to go on on the rest of this podcast, so... Too bad you won't <laughs> hear it again. <laughs> oh,
5: <shit.
3: laughs> Oh... It was old time reminiscing about some shit that will never happen again that probably shouldn't have happened then but if the promoter is too stupid to catch it, then fuck them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <all> I <laughs> Alright guys, but uh, this past weekend was FarleyCon. I know I told y'all about it last week. Said y'all should come out. Uh, if you came out, awesome. It was a real good,
1: really good fucking time. I had a blast. It was it was great. Uh, yeah, we we had some great guests out there. We had uh, first we had the uh, Marvel, uh, former Marvel Marvel editor in chief uh, Jim Shooter, comic book legend. He's you know black suited Spider Man, Secret Wars, helped with GI Joe, named Cybertron and Autobots and and Decepticons and Transformers, uh, just amazing man, amazing storyteller. Uh, We had uh, Guardians of the Galaxies 2, John Anderson was a Ravager in Guardians of the Galaxy. We had actor, artist, Matthew Atchley, uh, former Impact, I almost will say TNA every time, former Impact uh, Knockouts champion Jordan Grace was there. She's amazing. Dude,
3: literally, she sat far as far from where I'm sitting right now to the TV right there. That's how far away she was from us She's all amazing. fucking days. And uh,
1: I just want to touch her, talk to her, talk
4: sad, to her. About- <laughs> <laughs> hey girl, that's it. Just she was put my uh... hands on. Me. Just not. I don't want to go to jail for
3: it. She, she was nice sh- enough the couple of times she passed and said something to us, but her voice got on my damn nerves so.
1: Uh, she was she was sweet. She was precious, and uh, I look forward to having her back. She's going to bring her husband. We talked about bringing him in next time. Uh, that dude's a hell of a worker. Have you seen him work,
3: Jonathan Gresham? Yeah. Yes,
1: a hell of a worker. Yeah, she she was awesome.
4: Oh yeah, I loved that picture earlier today. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw it uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, so we, we are had.
1: Jason Rouse, Firestorm the second Firestorm creator, co-creator Dan Jolly was there Uh, Rob Lamb who wrote and uh, excuse me, he was a writer and storyboard artist for Filmation's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in the 80's Uh, his wife Sean Lamb who was a uh, writer on the Brave Star cartoon and she's a novelist now she was there Uh, also we had a WWE Hall of Famer and G.I. Joe Drill Instructor Sergeant Slaughter Sergeant fucking slaughter, that was and awesome. he busted my balls all weekend long, <laughs> and loved it. Uh, great guy, I. Uh, you know the great, the funny thing is we we called him Friday night. Uh, he was his way in from Charlotte or North Carolina. Him and his agent Tony, and uh, I called Tony and, and invited him to dinner. We were going to take him out to dinner, and he said, "You know, Sarge appreciates it, but he's tired. He just wants to get something and go back to the room." So, okay, he you know, long week, long drive. Well, we went to a restaurant over in Eastridge with the Lambs. They were the uh, only other guests that were in town at the time. And uh, Sarge and and Tony walked in. And so it was just a coincidence that we all got to sit down and have dinner together and just sit in there talking to the man, not necessarily – Talking to Sergeant Slaughter, but talking to Bob Remus. That was yeah. that was awesome. Uh, getting to know the man. Um, hearing stories about his, his childhood and how he got, not necessarily, well, he told us how he got started in the business too, but also how he got interested in the business. Oh, awesome. And uh, amazing, amazing man. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, except so, when he was putting me in the Cobra Clutch. Uh, the multiple times he did it. So, I've got to know.
3: I know at the con and everything, he was doing the Sergeant Slaughter voice. Is that him outside, too? Does he talk? Yeah. The gravelly yeah. and yeah. everything? He has so a that's, gravelly voice, yes. So, that's him all the time. Yeah. That's not just character. Right.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he's got the, the... I mean, that's just his voice. That's... Um, <clears throat> Like I said, you know, getting to know you know Mr. Remus versus Sergeant Slaughter um, was it was one of the highlights of my life. I was uh, awesome. sitting there with him and, and talking to him, and I got to tell him a story because we've met him once before up in Knoxville. I've actually met him a couple times, but we met him at Knoxville at a, uh, a convention, and while I'm paying for the autograph and for him to sign the uh, comic book, I was having him sign. Uh, Jennifer, my wife, she just starts talking to him. And so by the time I turned to talk to him, get him signed, he's already signed everything pretty much and ready for the, the group family picture. I didn't say hardly two words to the man. because well, I'm busy paying. And so I said that, I told him that story. He's like, well, I'm sitting right here. What do you want to know? And, uh, you know, we, we had some, you know, conversation. And, and um, you know, he tried to pay for everybody's meal. Of course, oh, I wasn't wow. gonna let him do no. that at all. That, he was my guest, and uh, but I thought that was just really awesome when he told the waitress, "You know, I, one check. Let me have a snog." You know, I've got that. I was doing that anyway. Um, great guy. And then when we have our waiting to hear auction, uh, to uh, they raise money for the uh, they auction off celebrity autographs to raise money to help kids with, buy the cochlear ear plants. Hugely successful. Yeah, this auction raised. I don't have the final number, but I know it was over six thousand dollars that they raised to help kids this year.
3: Well, I know that one chick gave like twelve hundred dollars for a Harrison Ford autograph.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was all in until three hundred and went over that. And what's funny is he said that they had one before in the past that Harrison Ford had signed that that let go for seventy bucks, and this one went for twelve hundred. So it's you know it goes to great calls and and. Who is was that guy doing the auction? The with the little beard looked like the Riddler when he walked in. His name is CJ. He's one of their the volunteers for uh, waiting to hear. Okay, uh, and he works for another convention too. Uh, does something for a convention up in Kingsport area. Okay, because he walked
3: in and I told Jennifer that was the first one I saw that was kind of dressed up mm-hmm. as, as anything when he walked in. I told Jennifer, I'm like, man, check out the Riddler over here. That's badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
1: they got me. And I, I don't like the you know the spotlight I don't want that on yeah. me they they did do something for me they gave me a uh, this photo frame and it said like in the middle it said wrestling legends on it and it had some autographed pictures uh, so there was Kurt Angle uh, Paul Orndorff Steiner Brothers I can't remember the rest of them it, I, it's all a blur um uh, and at the top of it was a picture of, of me and Drew when we were oh, awesome. uh, when I managed Drew when he won the uh, AIWF Cruiserweight Championship for the first or second time.
4: That's awesome.
1: Uh, and they gave it to us, and you know they had they'd called me and Rebecca over there to we thought we were auctioning off a comic book, we thought we was auctioning off a Stanley comic book, and they they gave me that, and then Sarge comes through the back curtain, and Sarge comes through when I wrestled I, I used to wear feather boas. Sarge comes through wearing a feather boa, and um, proceeds to walk up and wants me to do poses like Hulk Hogan with him. So I I do it, and then Sarge grabs me and puts the boa around me and and gives me a a working kiss. Not, he call it a Hollywood kiss, but it was a work. He didn't kiss me, right? But people thought he kissed me right there. Of course, I sold it. I went strutting out of there and, and. Come back, and then he put me in the Cobra Cut clutch, and <clears throat> I screamed for my mama, and uh, <laughs> had a great time. He he's super guy. If you guys ever get the chance to meet Sergeant Slaughter, I highly recommend it. He is a national treasure. That you know, it's somebody we need to to make sure that we let him know that he was part of our childhood, whether it was for GI Joe wrestling, um, you know, that he is something that we need to embrace him. Yeah,
3: for sure. I mean, hell, like I said while I was cooking tonight when you know you first got here and we were talking about him, I remember him way back, WrestleMania, I think it was seven, when he was worried about getting his head blown off because he was doing the Iraqi stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, hell, I remember all that. Yeah, that was... There was nobody better. You know, it was... Now, he did tell us about his, his first gimmick when he started. Uh, He was uh, beautiful Bobby Remus. Beautiful Bob Remus. uh, Bleached blonde hair. Wore the boas. uh, Superstar Billy Graham was his idol. He wanted to have that that Mm -hmm. gimmick. And uh, it's funny because uh, how many people have tried to base their gimmick off of superstar Billy Graham? Right. Uh, You know, I mean, even my nothing happening career that I had was you know I wanted that gimmick the the feather boas the, boas, the, yeah. the flashy stuff the strutting the you know those everything damn silver
3: he had. reflective shirts
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I've got to you know while we're on here I, I've got to apologize to Doug Watkins um, he used to give me so much hell about them boas leaving feathers, feathers. everywhere. <laughs> And I always thought oh, you know I don't have to clean them up. I ain't got, I had to clean up the arena this weekend, and we had boas everywhere. Oh shit! <laughs> I hate <laughs> feather boas now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, FarleyCon was great. We did have the, um, the Andrew Germain Drew Game Memorial Pops for Patience toy drive, mm-hmm. um, which Julie and, and, and John and um, her her dad Ron and, and uh, Rebecca ran the table. Uh, previously, the the single Day record for pots for patients donated was one, thirty-five. Uh, we got like one hundred and seventy-eight. We we shattered that record for Drew. Uh, awesome! Hell yeah! The memorial auction was named after <coughs> Drew. I mean, he spent so much time working for the kids, doing stuff for pots for patients, and that's just one way we could say thank you for it, and you know, let him know that we're we miss him. and He was a big part of us, and
3: um, so I was manning the table and wasn't over there for the. Andrew Germain
1: Memorial
3: panel, y'all had. What all did y'all do and discuss on that?
1: The, no, we just did the auction. Was that the yeah, auction? Yeah, that was part? the auction. Okay. Yeah, that's what we were doing over there. Um, no, we were going to try to do like a, a the video that Shane Daniels put together. We were going to try to show that. We didn't have a way to show it. I couldn't cut the lights down and do any type of presentation because of the way the. Panel area was set up inside of the main vendor room. I would have had to cut out the lights of the entire place, and gotcha. insurance reasons, I could not do that at all. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah. You could definitely tell he was—he's missed and loved. Uh, so i You sure. can definitely
2: tell he's always around. Yeah. <laughs>
3: My God, we were outside one day, and I. Uh, We had the Alexa out there, and she's probably going to yell at me here in a minute because I said her fucking name. (laughs) (laughs) But we had her outside one day playing music, and we had stopped the music, just cut it off completely. And, uh, somebody said something, and Alexa's like, got it, now playing, and it started playing break stuff.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, just out of nowhere.
2: It came on in my car. Like, through my phone, like, all my Spotify stuff, it just came on.
3: And like literally nobody said, Hey Alexa, play this song. It just started playing it. I like how we all turned to look at the see if it's gonna come on. What the episode we did two weeks ago, somebody actually posted or messaged Josh and was like, Man, that Alexa bit y'all done was hilarious. Did y'all plan? <laughs> no. And no, I literally we were talking about Alexa Bliss and I said Alexa and that thing. Popped oh, yes, up. we can talk about it Alexa
4: nose
3: (laughs) is but we was talking about Alexa Bliss and we said something about it and no shit it literally lit up and said I have no idea what you're talking about or something like that and cut off (laughs) (laughs) or saying thank you about it or whatever and
1: she's
0: like oh no problem
1: you you got something cut up don't you
4: no I don't think so
1: you sure I saw an announcement that uh, a little
4: chubby promoter put out. Since September 11th, thing? I don't know. Hold on, let me sit down for a second. I yeah, today. You sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting um, out of here without talking about what you're doing. No. Um, first of all, yeah, let me bring this up. I'm sorry to just, you know. No, jump hey, in, no. jump in. Uh, Go ahead. Dalton Championship Wrestling, how are you doing? I'm pretty sure somebody from that place is listening. You overestimate the viewership of this podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, well, maybe you know I am on here. You're on here. You never know. Spikes can go up to three listeners. Um, you, you're having a show, and for some reason, for some reason, you 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 don't book me on your shows. Okay, I understand that. You got your little thing going on down there. So I'm going to show up yet again. I showed up last time, caused some problems. So I'm going to show up again. But what I need you to understand when I show up this time, somebody has to get hurt. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Someone has to get hurt. And I'm not even that guy. But I'm going to have to hurt somebody on the 21st. I'm sorry. It's Saturday. College football ain't started yet. I'm already pissed off about that. (laughs) So I'm going to show up to your show. A, you didn't book me. B, somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't want to be so aggressive and say curse words. But I'm going to have to hurt somebody's son and or daughter. I'm hey, an equal opportunity ass whooper.
3: Hell, hurt that baby mama too while you at it. Well,
4: you know, hey. <laughs> you know. And see, you're hurting your numbers. You're hurting your numbers. Remember the last time you booked me? Some of you guys, baby mama, girlfriend, and or wife was there because of me. But now you don't want to do it again. Fine. Whatever show you think you're going to pull off on the 21st and whatever little place you're going to do it. I'm shutting it down. 904 Civic Drive in Dalton, Georgia. Right. I'll be there. So y'all think I'm playing with y'all. I don't know who the hell y'all think I am. Y'all got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get a sip of water. Like <laughs> oh Lord! Water he,
3: he, oh up. Lord! He' gonna, he'
4: getting
1: serious. It's all right. Yeah. Damn! That's, he makes me want to
4: go to a number of times. It's all right, but everything's okay. Your show will be fine. Your show. I'm pretty sure your your show's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be better if you're there. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I
0: mean, anybody got plans for
1: the 21st? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. mine now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. That you know, this September 11th, Athens, Eagle Pro. Good old Barry Allen.
1: There's my little chubby promoter yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, the <laughs> <gathering>. <laughs> I love Barry. I like that place
4: up there, man. I like it up there. I've
1: never been booked In up Eagle. there. That yeah, fat ass ain't never booked me either.
4: <laughs> but your name is up there floating around, me. You are a bad motherfucker, man. Why is my name up there? I don't know. I don't know. Probably a hit list. Nah, not more of a hit, Not a hit list. It's more of a stories. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> was verified early on at the very beginning of the show. He verified one for me, so I just looked like, yeah, I knew they were true. You tried to play it like they weren't, but well, we know they're true. Those things you're going to get in trouble for, you know? Oh, yeah, we don't talk about Yeah, that no, anymore. we're not going <laughs> we to <don't> talk about do <laughs>
3: like that. No, no man, that's almost yeah. like, that's like, it's like Fight Club, you know? <laughs> What you talking about Fight Club? I ain't never heard of this Fight Club yeah, shit you don't don't speak of? Speak well,
4: of it, yeah.
1: I'm kind of curious what stories are floating around about me now. If it's the one, I mean,
3: come on, that's probably the one he's talking about.
4: Wow. <laughs> First of all, I had nothing to do with what's going on <laughs> I'm going down with this when You start saying stuff without saying stuff Yeah, that's how people end up knocking on your door Yeah, yeah See what I'm saying? Ain't got time for that No, but that,
1: seriously I, I, I love Barry um, I, I, He used to work at UEW with us over here in uh, Max Smith Road in East Ridge uh, For a little bit He, he wrestled as X. Was his, his gimmick or his name? I'm not even sure what his gimmick was. But him um, was Speed Racers' brother. Uh, who? Speed Racers' brother. Is that the guy? The little skinny guy used to come with him? <laughs> I don't know who that guy was, but oh, I don't fucking. Know. I, I didn't pay. I hate to say I didn't pay much attention to him <laughs> oh, back then. Um,
3: <laughs> I wasn't at UAW at that point. I was still, I was still at that mom and pop
1: show. Yeah, yeah. We were not about that. <laughs> That's where. the... the, the yeah. That's we'll where check. most of those stories you can't talk about happen. we got to check to see with the statute's limitations on those, too. Uh, <laughs> mm-mm,
5: mm-mm. But,
1: yeah, he uh, Barry, Barry's you know, watching him really grow up in the business and how he's become more. Um, he, he, I love Barry Death, but he was a pain in my ass back then. <laughs> um, some of the stuff he would come off with, but... Watching as as he's matured and grown up in the business, and and, you know, I'm I'm proud of him, bringing his own show, and for as long as he's done it, and the video qualities that he put out, uh, you know, when he did the announcement thing the other day about coming back, yeah, super proud. of him looked really good, very impressive. I've
3: always been impressed with every time I've seen any of his
1: shows or heard and
3: talked about, and you know, talked to some of the guys about him, just the mind that he's got and how he puts stuff together
4: and everything. Right. Yeah, I trust him. That's rare. Like you, yeah. now he now if if there's because I've been told like you know he'll, he'll, if, if let's say you got a show this three months from now yeah it's gonna be five different ideas he's gonna hit you with <laughs> and they're all gonna all sound great but they're just gonna keep changing you can get your mindset okay so I guess I need to get me a pimp hat and a nice suit and then three weeks later. We're going to give that gimmick,
3: we're going to give that pimp gimmick to the skinny white guy. We need you to get...
4: So, (laughs) I need some basketball shorts, and no, yeah, the next thing you know, you just come out there in your regular stuff. Hey, man, go do you. All right, no problem, boss. No (laughs) no problem. Just play the music, man. Just give me the mic, and I'll get out your way.
1: Yeah, he's got a... I saw he has a guy out there named Skunk. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen this guy... I think he's on like another little. Pot. It looks like a guy's on another little YouTube podcast thing. A buddy of mine does. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just sit around and talk. Um, looks like the same guy, but I, I can't verify it's him or not. We used to have a skunk at UEW. The guy that used to wrestle as, as Skunk. Um, what the hell he changed his name. I always call him Adams. Skunk. Sky Adams. Started out as Skunk. Uh, don't really know how he got that nickname, other than I think that's what Rawhead Rex called him when we were training him. It was they used to call him Skump. Just a uh, he was not the main focus of the training session, but he he became a, a hell of a worker. Hell of a guy. Sorry about crushing his face into the concrete that time I slipped on him. Um, ooh, I remember ooh. that shit. Oh God, that was that's that damn Chucky Chuck's fault. All that water Chuck used to spit out. <laughs> yeah, we had a ramp at UW. So. Skunk's like he's on all fours on the floor. Now I'm running out, and I'm gonna kick him in the back of the head. Well, Chuck had spilled water everywhere, mm-hmm. so I slipped. And when I did, my foot puts his face, I like you know, curb stomped his ass into the concrete floor, come up, lost teeth, blood everywhere, uh, had to go to the hospital. It was, it was bad.
5: That's, that's that hurts, yeah.
1: yeah oh, that, hurts. that hurt bad. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to Barry getting back up and running
5: <laughs> You done run his ass off with that fucking picture.
2: You oh, good
5: God. <laughs>
3: so what were you saying about Masters of the Universe earlier? <laughs> You're going to hell for that. <laughs> no, we're going to hell for a lot of things.
1: That oh, just push, he, he just that punched just... <laughs> his ticket. He, <laughs> he could have be <laughs> been redeemed up to that point.
3: All right, y'all. But Yeah, uh, so Warren will... Sanders is going to be at Dalton Championship Wrestling in the crowd because they won't bug his ass this coming Saturday. So was it hell. this Saturday? Yeah, he said the 21st. That's this Saturday. Yeah, he said September he said 21st.
0: September the 21st. So. I thought
3: that was the...
1: No, it goes
4: on September 11th. 11th. I, think. I see. August. I don't know. If go down there. August 21st
3: is a
2: Saturday. Yeah.
4: When are you doing the DCW? August 21st. I see. This I pay Saturday. attention.
1: Where the hell are you go? I fucking September pay attention. September
4: the 11th. I'll be in Athens, Tennessee, at the Ego Pro Show.
1: See? All right, so don't go to Dalton on September 21st, no matter no. what Hampton said. Nobody. Uh, See, I'm <laughs> fucking pay
3: attention. I know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm right. the only one. I'm the one, motherfucker. It, get... I am the one.
4: Stop your feet, goddammit. You deserve it.
3: Goddamn right.
4: Yes.
3: I'm better than Joey Idol. I'm the one, not the one Joey Idol. I am the one, motherfucker. Yeah. Didn't Joey Idol <laughs> replace you in a tag team? Yes. It took your brother and Joey Idol to replace me in a tag team. Yes, I was replaced by one and a half people.
4: <laughs> I think my brother got the hell out of there. <laughs>
3: but if you know Joey I don't got that one arm he can't really use, that's why you're only a half a person.
1: <laughs> nah, I've never pay no attention to him.
3: Yeah, he has some some kind of like nerve damage in one of his arms oh, that he can't soft. use, are he? got that Paul Lorendorf shit going on. Yeah, uh, Or the you know, the, the Rogers. But in the Roger Foster and Steve Dave's strong hands. (laughs) So, literally, I thought there was going to be like a rip in the space-time continuum when they met each other. Roger Foster and Steve Dave. I wasn't there. I heard about it. And I think that's what caused COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Because they shook hands both with the strong hands. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, haven't I haven't seen Steve Dave in a while. I haven't seen Roger Foster. In... It was too soon to go that I did see I was him.
3: about to say, uh-huh. Roger Foster, that's one you know if you've seen him recently. <laughs> now, Steve Dave is actually doing pretty good, he's the uh, ring announcer for that, uh, what is it, Eleven forty-six, forty-six, eleven. the boxing, boxing thing. That, the stuff that Jerry's going the stuff that yeah. Jerry. Jerry's doing the commentary, and Steve Dave's actually the in-ring announcer. He's been going and working. He's been working out at that boxing gym for a while.
1: Yeah, I know he's been getting in shape and training and stuff now. And yeah, that's
3: where he's tra- that's where he trains is at that boxing gym. So whenever they have the whenever they have the fights, which they got one coming up in September at the Pavilion again downtown, across from uh,
1: the stadium, Finley Stadium. Well, now that Will's brand Warren off. Uh, I know. that. I mean, damn, I've never seen you just chase a guy out of here like that, man. That's... Normally, he's chasing after a guy. I know. Out of here.
3: But... <laughs> I mean, he did show a dirty picture of He-Man, so that kind of. <laughs> but it was just a text. I mean, it was just words. There was nothing,
1: you know.
2: 46,
3: yeah, it's pretty graphic. Was the things you were looking for. See forty six eleven. I was close.
1: 1738 okay. whatever it is. <laughs> That's for you. <clears throat> oh man. So uh, uh, one of the things we were talking about earlier, I I think to take over the conversation. No, here, go ahead. We were talking about earlier stables in WCW. Uh, when we were we eating dinner, um, mm-hmm. and we we brought up, you know, the dangerous mm-hmm. alliance was brought up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who was, who do you think was the driving force of that? The, the main, I, I mean, I know Rick Rude was the main centerpiece of it. Right. Um, what do you guys think? If that had stayed together, We am going to play some fantasy book in here. If that would have stayed together, what do you think would have been the main outcome of that? What do you think?
0: Honestly, if it would have stayed together, I could have seen them. If they would have booked him correctly, not fucked him over, I could have seen Austin getting all the yeah. way to the top to get the, t- the title the world title i say also with the world title I could see uh, Rude with the US or the TV
3: honestly the only thing about that that I wish they could have done more of is when uh, I wish they could have pushed Arn more
1: when he was in there with them I never understood the decision to break him and go up no that, they were perfect compliments I mean yeah. it was it was like having two Andersons in there together two Arns in there yeah. together they yeah. had the same um no, don't get me wrong. The Arn Bobby worked great. Uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton, you know. This is could
0: have any combination of them four guys, them guys with the with the tag titles. Any of them, it
1: have been great. You know, rude and Austin would have looked good together back then as a tag team. Oh, you know, definitely. Um, you yes. know, the Stunning Steve, it's, Ravish it's and Rick. Rude. You know, it sells itself. Yeah. You know, I think if you if we kept that stable together, and and history would have kept on, and, and like Rick, Rick Rude got hurt. And would have had to step aside. I think that's when Steve Austin would have shined. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think they... they I mean, everybody knows WCW dropped the ball on having Steve Austin. That's the biggest star in the world. Oh, and yeah. The potential oh, biggest star in the world. Hell, oh, yes. mm. Um, You know... Well,
3: okay. Biggest star in the world, yes. But is it because of Steve Austin, or was it because of the way Steve Austin was booked in WWF? Okay, yeah, let me add to that. Because all the Steve Austin stuff throughout the Attitude Era was in direct competition with the NWO, and that's what caused the rise of Austin.
0: What also helped with that was with his rivalry with Vince. Yeah. Without that rivalry with Vince, does he still get that same level of attention and same level of... Rock?
3: I think so, just because he was getting over like a motherfucker before the stuff with Vince.
0: So you don't think he peaks right there? You think he still gets over that level?
1: Still going back on that though. Could we say that the you know popularity of Steve Austin and the push he got could it not be directly attributed to Bret Hart?
0: Bret Hart and Screwdriver.
1: Well, even before, before that, it, it was before back. the Screwdriver. Yeah, if you know, if but the Screwdriver double screw turn at the created the ultimate heel. Yeah, for Austin to stick it to. And it created, you know, Mr. McMahon. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: um, you can even yeah. go back there if the curtain call hadn't happened and Triple H won the King of the instead of Austin. goes back to that as well.
1: Or if the original ringmaster had taken the gimmick and stayed. Chris Benoit.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa, really?
1: Yeah. He worked a dark match with a tryout match, as, and that was his gimmick. It was He was going to be the ringmaster. I did not know that. I uh, oh, had Diviase as his manager. Everything. It didn't work out. He went to WCW and then... Oh. ECW and uh, you know ECW and WCW. Um, I don't. I think it's a dangerous line. So it stayed together. I really think that Austin would have had not the career he did at WWF or WWE, whatever you want to call it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, obviously that's that's not going to happen in WCW. Uh, I see him following more of a, say, a mid nineties. Rick Flair top career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know where he's he's there, then he's back down, then he's back up, back down, and then um, that type of you know yo-yo top career where one minute he's the top and then he's at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, mm. Not as ever saying Rick was at the bottom, but you know he's not on the top. Who would have been the Sting to his Rick Flair though? Steamboat.
0: He okay. had some good matches with Steamboat.
1: It would, been, it would have been. Steamboat or Shane Douglas you got to think both of them were still there. Shane Douglas was a baby face of the yep. time. We had never had ECW in the franchise. Because, uh, I mean, obviously if he's there, they are going to keep Heyman with him. So, or uh, Dangerously, he's not going to, to – He's not EC- going to create ECW. Yeah, we, yeah, we wouldn't so have had right. ECW. We would, now, we would still, I believe, had, you know, the Walls, the, the Guerreros. Oh, definitely. Yeah. they yeah. would have. That talent still would have risen to the top. Um, Absolutely. Had the same matches in WCW. Yeah, I don't know if we would have had those robberies because that was built in ECW. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think it might have taken them longer to get there. They would obviously had to take a different route. I don't think they would have went to Eastern Championship Wrestling with Todd Gordon and and got the same amount of exposure that uh, Paul Heyman brought to them. Uh, I think Guerrero would have went back to the, through Mexico. And I was about to Malenco, say the only ja- thing with that was Mexico and Japan. Japan. Yeah, I think Guerrero would have come back through Mexico and come in with with the Conans and sarcosus and all those hoobytoots. And yeah, uh, the other two, Malenko and, and uh, Benoit, would have come more. in through Japan more than that. But, but you know, a lot of things would have changed in wrestling history if that you know if they, that one little stable would stay together
0: so crazy how you can pinpoint one little thing, and it can have a whole change of the landscape.
3: Yeah. And another stable I wasn't even thinking of when we were talking about it earlier, because I said the uh, Varsity Club, uh, the York Foundation. Oh, I love the York Foundation. I thought that was brilliant. Do, y'all, do you guys remember the York Foundation? Uh, mm-hmm. Alexandra York was Terry Rose. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, she created this stable. It was her and who else? Well, it, it started out with Mock Rotundo was doing a, a gimmick. It was Michael Wall Street. It was after he came come out of the varsity club. Um, and, and they had him, of course, when he was in the varsity club, he was the captain of the varsity club. He was Captain Mock Rotundo. Now, in that, it's like the captain of the wrestling team, captain of the football team. You know, it's that... WCW, in their infinite wisdom, what decided after the varsity club that they're going to keep him as the captain, but now they're going to make him a yacht captain. So he'd come out to the ring with a little yacht cap on and just one of his worst gimmicks. <coughs> it was pretty um, bad. So they started the, this York Foundation, and it, and it started out, it wasn't necessarily the York Foundation, but she was a, uh, if I remember. She was a
3: computer analyst that would like run statistics and everything. Yeah. And say, uh, my client has a 86.3%
1: chance of winning this match if this happens. And give a time frame, like, you know, under five minutes. Under, you know, three minutes and 46 seconds. And they would put a clock. You know, TBS I would think put I a clock. I vaguely
2: remember a little, it
1: started to sound familiar, little yeah. bit of it. But. And then that's when they would turn...
3: They were turning people's people heel to join the stable. And it was... Tommy Rich Wildfire Tommy Rich Turned heel And he was Thomas Rich And Bobby Eaton Turned No Bobby wasn't in it
1: Bobby didn't No, no. it was Terry Taylor As Terrence Taylor Terrence Taylor And then Richard Morton He turned He turned on Robert Gibson And become Richard Morton Robert was hurt um, And he become Richard Morton And turned on it And then Attacked Robert And they It just all kind of Fizzled out And then she wound up You know going to WWE as Marlena With, with Dustin uh, When he left But Great great gimmick. Yeah. It was great. Um
3: But yeah, like you were saying, they would put the clock on the thing and it'll be they'll win this match in under five minutes if he can do this. And they'll go out there and the match will start and he'll do that and within ten seconds of what they said, the match will
1: be over. I mean it was it was uh you remember the Desperados? Yeah. You guys Vaguely, you know, but yeah. Dead eye dick, um it was a Dutch Mantell, Dead-Eyed Dick, which was one of the, the moon dogs. And, uh, oh, I think it was, is it Scott Irwin? No, it wasn't Scott Irwin. John uh, a blank on it. Anyway, basically, it was three cowboys whose, their, all their promos were, they were traveling America looking for Stan Hansen. Because Stan Hansen was going to lead them to the promised land at WCW and make them uh, these awesome cowboy gimmick, and from from what I understand, this is what actually ran Stan Hansen out of WCW and back to Japan is because of this. He did not want to mess with these idiots Um, of this stupid gimmick, and he just left because of it. Black Uh, Bart, Black Bart, yeah, that's it. Great, Uh, I mean, great wrestlers. I I just but
3: that's kind of like the. Cactus Jack amnesia angle they did.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad they didn't they didn't follow through with everything on that. I mean uh, that's basically what ran
3: Cactus Jack out of WCW was them trying to do this amnesia angle. I don't think I remember that. It was him and Vader, Vader giving him a stiff power bomb out, on the outside, and it literally <laughs> concussed him. And they turned it into an angle where he got fucking amnesia, couldn't remember shit. So they're going through filming vignettes, you know, can we find Cactus Jack? Lost
1: in Cleveland, you know, out in a... In a nut. I think they... They tried to reuse that with Flair later on. Mm. Where they had Flair in the nut House, and they were going to have Scott Hall there when he was, you know, having his... I remember them doing it with Flair. I think I remember Flair's because I think the
3: Cactus Jack wasn't he like at a homeless. It was a homeless place, not a nut.
1: I think sanitarium. So. Yeah, I think so. Um, he
3: was in like a homeless community, living in a Winnebago or something.
1: Yeah, and, and he was supposed to lead all these people back to WCW and have like a, an entourage of like fifty people that are just that he's going to be the leader of to come back and fight. Uh, he it luckily never, no, never. Happened.
3: It never happened. He left, got his release, went to ECW, and fucking tore it up.
1: I mean, it was... uh, Some of the booking decisions, I just don't understand from there. I mean... No. They were so back and forth on Booker's, too. I mean, yeah, you had... Like you You were saying what they did at
3: UEW there for a while. Yeah. It was... Different every Two weeks here, a week there, three weeks, Then you know, the first person come back, and then he was gone a week later, and... I mean, that's what I was talking about, the whole Bill Watts thing where... When he took over, he changed all the rules to where if you get thrown over the top rope, it's a disqualification and all that shit.
1: The one one angle, Bill Watts shot that I absolutely loved was putting the belt on Ron Simmons. Yes, yes. it come out of nowhere because everything was predictable back then. You had you know TV shows, you had your big stars and you had your job boys. Yep, you didn't have stars versus stars unless it was something like Clash of the Champions, Clash of Champions. or uh, you know or pay per view or Every now and then you would get some type of match uh, that would have two stars, but you would have a, a bigger star and a, a sort of yeah, big Yeah, a mid card guy.
3: I was about to say, it would be your top star against one of the rising
1: mid carders mm-hmm. to see if they can hang. And Or you would get somebody, you would get a, a star, a single star, working a tag team star in a singles match.
3: Um, or it's one that would bring in uh, Muda from Japan. Or. Uh, When they would bring in Steve Williams from Japan. And it was just some kind of big name like that.
1: Yeah, you would get those every... Not often, but... um, Every so often on TV. But, you know... I forgot what we were talking about. We got off on this subject here. The booking decisions. Oh, yeah, the booking decisions on that. The Ron Simmons, how it was... Yeah, the Ron Simmons. All right, yeah. Now, it wasn't a TV tape. It was a house show. Um, But, you know... Sting Sting and Vader had this this great angle going and all of a sudden they were throwing Jake Roberts in it. They were throwing, you know, I think Barbarian in it, Cactus Jack, Abdullah. They kept throwing all this stuff and I think they were just trying to grasp at straws because they had this planned out, I think, with Luger. Because it was right after Luger had left uh, for the, the bodybuilding thing and that McMahon started. And uh because they never really got to finish that angle. And I think this is about the same time Rude got hurt. I think so. Uh, so he leaves, Rude's hurt, Sting's, they put the bet on Vader. Sting branches off with Jake Roberts to spin the wheel make the deal yeah. shit. Which stories, you know, I, I've heard it, you know, uh, on different interviews and stuff that Jake Roberts and Bill Watts did not like each other. But Jake Roberts was promised all this money when he signed the contract with them, And then a week later they brought him Bill, Bill Watts. And he just nixed the contract and just really cut cut the legs out from Jake Roberts. Uh, Apparently, he did that with a lot of people, though. He cut everybody's salary. Yeah. Yeah, he just to come in and cut. But, you know, the whole Ron Simpson, and that was one of his, one of Bill Ga- Bill Watts' traits was that first thing he was going to do was, it was he was going to find a, a, an African-American babyface and make them the champion. He did it with in Mid-South with Junkard Dog. Dog. You know, that was his big baby face. And he was building, you know, Ron Simmons was going to be his big baby face. And I think it would have worked. I really think it would have worked except for the fact that obviously Watts was released from his duties uh, after he released himself apparently from CNN Tower. And Hank Aaron found out about it from the stories I've heard that he was peeing in the garbage can at his office or something or off, out of the window or something. I'm not really sure. but um, Anyway, he was, he was let go. And, um, sorry
3: about this. Hold on one second. All right. Hey, we'll take a break right here so Rocky can answer this phone call. We'll be right back, guys. Okay, so Bill Watts is pissed in the trash can. And yeah, that's, that's what like I've it. heard. Yeah. He, and, <laughs>
1: and, uh, so, anyway, he, he was he was let go from the stories I, I've, you know, read and have been told. He was let go, and it just really kind of screwed up the whole book and decisions there. It, I think, you know, they didn't have that big heel to, to feed Simmons. Right. You know, I mean, they, they tried with their, some of their mid-card heels. Even Cactus was still there at the time. Jack, uh, you know, they fed him Cactus Jack. They fed him, uh, you know, the barbarians, uh, you know, to me, the one they should have done. And they should have brought him back and put him right over Ron Simmons. Let him screw him. Not not clean was Butch Reed. Oh, Butch Reed? Oh yeah, they should have put Butch Reed and Teddy Long back together, and let them screw. Uh, Butch may have still been there because it wasn't long after Doom split that this happened. Um, but I think that would have been. And to me, there's always more money with the heel having the belt and the babyface chasing the heel. Babyface chasing, yeah. Then the heel chase the babyface. Nobody wants to see the babyface get their ass kicked. They want to see the heel get you know get what's get coming. Get your to him. Come in and yes. get
0: that big babyface moment.
1: Uh, I think that's why, I, when I was growing up, I was always a fan of the NWA, the Crockett. You know, TBS uh-huh. more than so than the WWF. The, the WWF, um, you had Hogan. You know, I was about people. to say Hogan
3: was always, and they were feeding yeah. the heels to him like it was nothing. And,
1: and then, and over at WCW, you you had Flair. You know, and and. You know, even in the tag teams. You had, you had know, the Andersons. You had the and you know, Arn and I mean, Arn and you had Tolly Blanchard, you had the Midnight Express. Express, you had I mean, just such a great heel roster over here. And you the baby faces back then too. TA,
0: the Magnum T A Magnum Dusty.
1: Dusty it, well the, the Russians, mm-hmm. Nikita Ivan, you mm-hmm. had Paul Jones' army. Road uh, warriors came in. Road war- rowers warriors come in, and just wipe everybody out. And then you had, you know, what became the powers of pain. You know, warlord and, and barbarian was there. Uh, Big Bubba Rogers was just, you know, at the time you saw these guys and they were, they were believable. You know that this was this was real. You know, Pez Wally, when he turned on Boogie Woogie Man, and uh, I mean, it was just you you couldn't believe it. That was you know, they're buddies. How how could this happen? Right, um, and. Babyface, you're, you know, Rock and Roll Express. You know, you don't get more homemade American apple pie rock and roll. than the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, those, those we looked at, like, when the Rockers come in. We saw them in AWA as the Midnight Rockers, and then we saw them in WWF as, as the Rockers. You know, that was like, okay, this is an imitation of what we've been watching down here for years. Yeah. Even though it's, you know totally two separate gimmicks it was still well it's kind of like when Demolition first started everybody's like oh that's
3: just rip off the Road Warriors yeah yeah Uh, but no Rock and Roll Express it always got me because and I never even put two and two together with the whole thing until I actually met Ricky Morton and he was sitting telling the story he told the same one on the Hall of Fame when they got inducted the same story he said I'd be in there he's like man I would get my ass kicked he said I got my ass kicked every match But the crowd loved it because they loved cheering for me. They loved getting behind me. He said, and I always knew what I could do. He said, I could walk out and look around and I would find that one girl that was cheering. He said, the one girl that was cheering, making the most noise. I would find her as we were walking around. You know, the one where you got your hand out to shake and she just reaches up and grabs you and hugs you. He said, and that's the one I knew. I'm going to sell to her the whole fucking match. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he sold to her the whole fucking match. He said... Hopefully she was on TV side, but they had them handheld cameras so they could walk around and get you. He said, but I would sell to her the whole time and they would get me and it would be the wrestle, the chin lock. Bam, they said, they'd lock that in. They'd be selling it. He was reaching out to her and he said, and just when she was at the point where she was like, oh my God, come on, Ricky, come on, Ricky. He said, I would look at her and I would look her dead in her eyes and I would mouth, help me. And she said, he's like, she would go crazy. She would start trying to jump the rails and then everybody would start trying and everybody would just start going crazy because he just looked at her and he was reaching out to her and he was like, help me, please help me.
1: And I mean, that's just fucking genius. It, it works on the other end too, on the other side too. If you're a heel, if you find that one person, that crowd, that you can piss off more than anybody. <laughs> you piss that one person off. get <laughs> everybody behind you. Ever like, you can now no, to, generally me. <laughs> one or two things are gonna happen. Either everybody's going to laugh that this person is so pissed off, or everybody else is gonna get pissed off with that person. Either way, that person's pissed and that person's gonna make enough more enough noise for twenty people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then
0: Yep, absolutely right.
1: Yeah, you know, I would stay on that person. The on, best
0: I've uh,
3: ever seen do that live was the Dudley Boys. Oh god, yeah. The Dudley boys almost started a riot in Dalton, Georgia. I was, fuck, 16? 16, 17 years old. And uh, it was me, me, my friend, my friend's younger brother and his dad. Uh, the four of us went down to this ECW show and we were kind of at the Dalton Trade Center. We were in the risers that were folded out where there was this guy on the first or second row. The Dudleys come out and as soon as their music started, he's jumping up. You know, you could tell because Sign Guy Dudley would always walk out first. And he would walk out, do his thing. He'd like take a scan of the crowd, turn around. And I swear to God, when he turned around, he would tell him, look straight ahead. That motherfucker's crazy. Because they would get in the ring and he would start, Bubba started cutting his promo and everything. And this guy starts giving him hell. And he's like, you know what? Of all you stupid fucking rednecks here in by goddamn Dalton, Georgia, everybody, you, you fucking son of a bitch and points right at the guy going crazy already. You gotta be the craziest one of all. I bet you fucking hate us, don't you? And oh, he's getting heed. The crowd, you know, they're eating it up. They're like, yeah, we hate you too, Dudleys. And he's like, but now, I don't know your name, so I'm just going to call you Bob. Okay. I swear to God, he looks at him. He looks dead at him. He said, "Bob, you tell me." He said, "Are you really mad at me? Are you mad because Devon fucked your mom last night?" Oh my god! And as soon as he said that, Devon jumped up on the ropes right in front of the dude, and he's like, "God damn right, I fucked your mama, boy!" This motherfucker, goddamn Atlas Security, is catching him in midair holding him back (laughs) from trying to jump the guardrail. Two other guys from the other side try to start to jump the guardrail and go after him. So they have to, one stays with Bob and the other two run to the other fuckers that are trying to jump. And I'm sitting there 16, 17 years old, however the fuck old I was, laughing my ass off, looking at my buddy. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. And, yeah. I mean, people are – that was the epitome of getting heat. That's when you could get heat. Now people are too scared to get heat. Like,
0: you can't do no. – like the, the best heat I've seen so far, and it's minimized what the others have been in the past, but when fucking Matt Cardona won the GCW title from Nick Gage and they was, like, throwing all kinds of shit in the fucking ring and he was cussing everybody out. I mean, you don't,
2: you don't see heat like that. Mm-hmm. Because you're not allowed to say the things that'll get the heat anymore.
1: No, you can't. It, it, no, no. Or you get accused. You get accused of saying something that, that you didn't even say. Um, yeah, you know, I've even been accused of saying stuff as a man. You know, when I was managing Brad at this little deli thing, mm-hmm. um, I, I made some woman mad, and she went and started trying to say that I said something to this uh, special needs kid, which I didn't. Love that kid. Um, oh yeah, he loved me. And well, lucky we had a tape, and went back and said, "You didn't say nothing to this kid, didn't even talk to him." Um, what? She was just mad because I called her. I told her she was old and, and probably needed, you know, a little bit of lubrication. But um, and then she would <laughs> go home with whoever talked to her. Uh, she was, she was, you know, fanning, uh, falling all over with my brother, and see that's had the to thing. My poor little baby virgin brother. I had to take care of him. Oh, <laughs> uh, good <poor brother, laughs> Lord, Have mercy <laughs> Now see, you're not scared to get heat. You'll get oh, heat.
3: Hey, for, dog, you'll I'll get live heat. for that. Exactly. I'm the same way when I'm a heel. I don't care. I did a show in Dayton, and it was me and Jerry tagging up, and we told the promoter we're gonna get heat. Make sure you got security. And by God, we come out there. We're getting our heat. We're walking around telling everybody they suck. They're idiots. They're you know got to be clean because it's a family show. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jerry fucked your mom last night. You know, he couldn't do that shit. But we're going through, and this guy... There are these two girls sitting in the back row behind Jerry's wife. Uh, Jerry's wife at the time. They're sitting back there. And we're going off on everybody. And they're, the two girls that are sitting back there were... They were young, attractive, you know. Probably...
2: I'd say at the
3: most, they were probably a size four. So, I mean, they were small.
2: The size of my thigh.
3: I like them big. I can't help (laughs) it. Sexy as. But we're going along getting heat. And Jerry's like, hey, look at these two bimbos back here. It's like, he's like, especially that one right there. And I said, which one, the ugly one or the fat one? These bitches called their boyfriends and said, <laughs> "No, <laughs> legit called their boyfriends and said these these wrestler guys." You know, paraphrasing from the story we were told. These wrestler guys called me fat and her ugly, and she's like, "No, they called me ugly and you fat." You know, just arguing over who was fat and who was ugly. But said. You need to come down here with your shotgun and take care of these fuckers. Whenever, they- <laughs> and Cherry's wife turned around and said, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but they're fucking acting. I'm married to that one, so." <laughs> oh, I'm talking
1: about
3: a hate killer. <laughs> but no, all she heard was, "Show up with your gun." Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> so she's like, "No, listen here, I'm married
1: to that one." They're not really like that, so y'all shut the fuck up. There was a girl at Empire one night that was there with oh a beautiful girl. All right, showed up with her boyfriend. Boyfriend was a putz. Oh um, what? Putz. Putz. So he just goofball. All right, I mean I'm sure he, he he's had money. That's how he got this girl. Um, they showed up, and of course all the guys in the back are like, just like, damn! If you see this girl, like, yeah, this girl. That was my target. I listened to the other guys in the back. Whatever they were scared to say, I was going to say it. <laughs> so me and Brad go out. Brad worked a whole damn match because I was busy running my mouth on the damn apron to that girl the whole time. So they they were like over to the far side of the, the ring from where we were at. So I spent my whole match walking to the other corner yelling at this girl. I have never seen a guy so pissed off because somebody's talking to... I mean, I I just told her, you know, she's she's ready for a real man, just leave the little boy at home and she can come find me. Um, I'll show her what a big old really is because I'm sure he can't do it. Oh, my God. Flicking the tongue, you know, gyrating the hips and and, and doing the whole Rick Rude thing at her and... uh, Hey, I, I would do it to the front, and then I'd turn around and shake my ass at her. I'd get on the when I did get tagged in. I would do the whole. Uh, uh, who was it that did the rope straddle? It was one of the female girls that she, she would like straddle the rope between her legs. I would do that and kind of pull myself like a, like a big yeah across <laughs> the rope and. Uh, and look at her and licking my lips the whole time and he, she was laughing her ass off. Right. She knew that I was messing with her. He was mad <laughs> hell. But That's my target. I, I saw that the other guys back there were like you know they were back especially the, the young boys back there that were you know the young single guys they were all like man this girl's hot this girl's hot You know, and, but she's got a boyfriend she's got a boyfriend uh, hell with that boyfriend so, that's yeah. my damn target. <laughs> I wasn't interested in her I was using her to piss him off because I knew that being the goofball-looking guy he was, he was going to be insecure. Mm-hmm. And I could play off that insecurity to get him pissed off, to make myself get over, my, make my heat happen. Or I'd find the fat one in the crowd. And I'd ask her if she popped two tickets because she's taking up two seats. Really worked great for women. Or I'd walk up oh, and yeah. ask them if they paid for that half a pizza they're eating. Um, you know, just little things like that. Just You would just find that one target and... I was actually told one time when when TWA was in in Roswell, uh, I had somebody so pissed off that they went to the announcer and told him to, to tell him to leave me all, make you know make me leave him alone. I'd been in the business probably three four months at this time, if that. And when they told me that, when the when the announcer came up and told me to to spread my heat around, don't just pick one, one target. Well, oh, this guy don't know what the hell he's talking about, and. I didn't. I asked myself, I Who, who's asking me not to pick on him? And he, like a dumbass, pointed him out. And that became my target for the next six months. Every week. But getting heat, you, like you said, it, it's a lost art now. It's, well, it's, it's
3: a lost art because people are scared to get heat. Even when you're a heel and you go out there and you act like you're trying to get your heat. You turn right around and go out and sit in the crowd and buddy-buddy with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, you yeah. <laughs> know. And... and you can really think, like, the NWO for a lot of that. Yeah, the cool heels. The, be, the cool heels, not, not the asshole heels or mm-hmm. the chicken shit heels. The, you know, now everybody wants to be the, the badass, cool heel. The Everybody wants to be the heel that people want to cheer for. The, yeah.
3: The heel that people want to hang out with. When I'm a heel, I want, I want to be the heel that you're like, man, fuck
1: this guy. Yeah. Exactly. Hell, that way when I was babyface. Yeah. And I tried to be that way, babyface. I didn't want to change because uh, I didn't want to be babyface first of all but second of all I just well I always like and I used to do it at
3: chip show when he was running the church yeah we were healed down there Eli and I when we were tagging we were healed we were, we were over heel. so whenever whatever happened that caused them to want us to flip to babyface I told Eli I said don't change I said Still do the heel shit. So, you know, when you're a heel, you do the blind tag. You clap your hands. You get the other guy gets in the ring. The crowd's like, whoa, they didn't tag. They didn't tag. We do that shit as baby faces because we were just doing it heels. We get in the ring. We do the whole clap thing. Did you guys tag? Yeah. Yeah. Ask them. Ask them. Did they tag? Oh, yeah, they tagged. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The
1: they, crowd is the most. Or we're sitting there yeah.
3: choking the shit out of the heel. You know, as a babyface, we're sitting choking the heel. And the refs count. One, two, three, four. We stop. We're like, what? You're choking the guy. No, he had something in his throat. And the crowd's like, yeah, he had something in his throat. He was trying to help him out. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think that's
2: my favorite thing is just being in the crowd. Like, because for one, I'm a mouthy-ass bitch. Like
3: <laughs> In multiple ways, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I guarantee there's multiple nights that Ben was like, just use that one. I was about to say,
3: work will. That's <laughs> Yeah, you're the perfect... You're the perfect person to have in a crowd because, one, you know it's a work and you play along with it. And you don't get pissed off. You play along and you play a fucking character in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're a... You're a fucking plant that doesn't have to
1: be bought. On the, on the other side of that coin, there's nothing worse than having a somebody in the crowd that's smart or semi or thinks they're they smart. They think they're smart, and they're and they may be any smart. I mean, there was one that you know you that you know very well that was in the crowd that was pushing buttons at UEW doing our light system. I was working at MacArthur Light, and we were working at a complete scientific match Mm -hmm. hold for holds reversals most of the match we worked a headlock uh, and come out of it and just you know and let me guess they didn't like the way the match was
3: going and they said boring
1: and they got everybody going yeah exactly that is the worst damn thing in the world Um, especially when you're dealing with you know because one of us I can't remember which one one of us was hurt and we shouldn't have been working but we did it anyway so that's why we worked the, Mm -hmm. the you know that way I mean, if you're, if you're a worker,
3: not if you're a trained wrestler and you go out there and you wrestle a match and you do spot, spot, spot. If you're a, quote, worker that knows what they're doing, you can go out there and you can work a headlock for five minutes and it get over. I've worked an
1: entire match with a headlock. Right. We locked up, snapped a side headlock, a couple hair pulls, they work up, hair pull back down, crowd number sit down. A
3: headlock takeover into a head scissors and back into the headlock mm-hmm. to a slide out of the headlock to a hammer lock, and then the other one's got the headlock going. Yep, yep. You're just like, Whoa, you know? I mean, if you know how to do stuff like that and you can work it to where it's smooth and the transitions just flow and it goes, that's more entertaining than if you go out there and do 20 foot. I'm gonna run and I'm gonna do a backflip, and you're going to catch me in the middle of the backflip, and you're going to hit me with a tombstone piledriver. Then I'm going to do a kip up and hit you
1: with a super kick. Overkill. And- yeah. The one that drives me nuts is the damn dive. When one guy's going to dive onto, onto the opposite team, and the guy's he's working, and his partner, and they're going to catch him on the floor, and there's like 15 of them standing there, and they all got their arms around each other looking at the guy. Just waiting, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to damn move. That's stupid. If it's supposed to supposed to be you know an athletic competition, letting real, why in the hell am I going to stand there and catch somebody and Look, wait for them to, to get up the nerve to jump? It's a fight. It's a it's a group hug at that point. <laughs> a wrestling match is supposed to be a fight
3: right. that you're trying to win. So I see what you're saying with the whole dive thing. Uh, if it's something that you can do quick to where it's not like everybody groups around and they stand there for 30 seconds while you climb up to the top and then you do 75 spins before you jump off then okay like the uh, the is and shit where you just run and jump over the top rope those are a little bit better than the like you're talking about the climbing up and doing yeah. this and trying to catch your balance and stuff like that
2: my whole thing is whoever's on the outside needs to continue to work there needs to be some kind of signal then just jump when you're there, like there's nothing uh, yeah, yeah the
1: problem with that is it, it's really it's a timing issue it's it's a, a an injury issue because you know the guy coming off he's gonna land on the concrete if you don't catch him um, and you I've know got, if, if you're working you're not concentrating so that's what their they're concern was making sure we're catching make sure we're catching I've got 12 stitches uh, that prove that if the concrete hurts <laughs> <laughs> so does Skunk Sky Adams but not well Mine was from a dive, dive. Oh, see, I, my little short fat ass never could jump on the top rope, so I never had to worry about that. So I wasn't jumping over the top rope; I jumped off the second rope to the concrete. Oh, I ain't doing that either. (laughs) Although I used to do it, I used to do the cactus jack elbow drop off the ring apron to the floor. Uh, I used to do that religiously, and then uh, it just uh, started taking its toll. I used to do the, uh, and then Drew taught me one time into... Let's take it to the next level. Let's set your elbow pad on fire, and you drop the drop an elbow drop. (laughs) Uh, So we did that, and uh,
3: mine was doing. We worked
1: great, didn't? Mine was a
3: swanton off the apron. Ooh no! I would start off.
1: Well, I started it at
3: GX when they had the pads down. Okay, that's where I started it, and then whenever I moved to UE and they didn't have the pads down, I was like, "It's gonna be stiff if I land on you."
1: It's okay, land on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The one thing, I,
3: the
1: GXW set up, I mean, they had, you know, the pads and stuff, which was, was nice. The one thing, my Bix's complaint, is the only area, really, that you could work outside of the ring was in front of the announcer's table and the And the same when, when TWA was there. Um, there was nowhere, it worked for GXW because they had the wood barrier. Mm-hmm. There was nowhere to work other than just, you know, punch kicks and throw somebody in the barrier. Uh, and then luckily, hopefully it didn't fall in the damn third row. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean... Now, it, if they would have moved the ring closer to the
3: announcer stand, I think it would have been better because it would have had that area across opened yeah. up and you could do stuff there. And two, you could do shit off the announcer's area into the ring.
1: And let's be honest. I mean, hell, they could have took that whole first row out and just moved the barrier, and wouldn't have lost any damn, you know... Filled seats Right um, I think the, the most I ever in that building There was a referee he Had something wrong Something happened to him And we had a benefit for him And it was packed Josh uh, No No <laughs> oh. no, He still got something wrong With him um, That sucked. I don't know what happened. I think he had a car wreck Or something Had a brain injury Or something Oh, oh uh,
3: I know who you're talking about I know tattoo. exactly who you're talking about Yeah And we packed that place
1: Tattoo, a, tattoo.
3: No it no, wasn't no, no, tattoo no. It was Wasn't his name Jerry
1: Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I think it was. Because it was him and
3: his family used to come to every show in the yeah. area.
1: It wasn't just GX. Yeah. When he started reffing, he reffed at GX. Yeah, I think it was him. And we had a, a benefit. And like I said, it was packed. And uh, Danny Barlow went back there and told the guy, said, look, we got a chance here to, to bring this before UW. We got a chance to bring these people back. Don't do any damn things stupid. <laughs> Uh, if you can't do something, don't try it. Do what you can do. Let's put a good show on and bring them back. First match, Switchblade. Yep, and <laughs> the, the Woods Woods guy, Woodsman. Woodsman. All right. So this guy could barely, uh, barely could walk to the ring without dying. I'm not he talking about getting s- blown up. But I'm talking about he had like 15 heart attacks. He literally one. had COPD, multiple heart attacks, and he's still trying to work. Trying is the operative word there. Um, so. He would go out there. and Switchblade couldn't work. His way of a paper bag. The paper bag would slip switchblade's ass. <laughs> they go out there. Way more than he did too. They throw out, out there <laughs> doing some stupid shit, and we were sitting in the back and we're watching it, and we're like, "That's it. That's, it. That's it. There's there's nothing to be done here. It's it's over. It's killed right there. Yeah. It was dead."
3: Uh, the same thing. You remember Vance Knuckles?
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. talked to him the other day.
3: Oh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Tell him I said hello. If you well, he sent to
1: me him. he sent me a uh, Facebook message about Farleycon.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> He uh, did a he did a GXW reunion show at Chips Building. Yeah, you. I begged them to let that die. They asked me, to be honest, I said, hell no. He did a GXW reunion show. I uh, when I ended my run at GXW, I was tagging with Vans, and he had been coming to Chip's shows. So he asked me, he's like, hey, will you come do this show? I'm like, shit, I'll be there anyway. Yeah, I'll do it. And uh, the opening match was Switchblade against uh. Sean Shank. Remember him? Death Rose yeah. low? He's still alive? I actually just saw him the other day. He looks worse than he used to. I mean, yeah. you get fucked by Hardbody Harrison enough, you're going to look rough anyway. But <laughs> but no, he... uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, they were the opening what match... Johnny Blaze's nephew or something... West Blaze's cousin? No, shit, he's or... fucking Bobby Hayes's cousin. I don't think it's
3: Bobby. I think no, it's... it's Bobby because whenever Bobby was working for Dusty, doing the Turnbuckle. Yeah. When they did the show in Cleveland, he was there. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm Bobby Hayes. That's my cousin. So I come up here to see him and everything."
1: And as well, r- I could have sworn he told me he was Mark or Johnny uh nephew. I mean, it, it might be. He might have been just trying to work
3: everybody by saying different names that, you know, that do stuff. But, yeah, that's why he said he was related to Bobby Hayes and Bobby's who trained him to wrestle. That's where he learned everything well, Bobby from. Bobby did
1: kick his ass if he didn't dream. <laughs> uh, Bobby's amazing. Bobby, Bobby is. Oh, he was, he's one of the best. He's, he's one of the best that should have made it further than he did. He was, you know, great. Still still can work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Loved working Bobby Hayes a few times I did get to working love going out, and going out and ball I about dropped him. him on his fucking head one night working him because
3: uh it was at Empire
5: yeah
3: and uh one of the things I was doing as a finish was you know I'd get him in the fireman's carry swing him around and drop him on my knee so I told him I'm like I'll pick you up for it give me a couple elbows whip me around hit the lariat gimmick pin me Mm-hmm. so I go and we're in the back and I'm picking him up in the back no problem you know showing him you know just showing him like yeah I got you you know you're good uh, and I'm used to I, I'm used to those fucks that don't want to jump for you <laughs> yeah so literally we're in the match and we're going and we're getting ready for the spot I grab Bobby I, you know give him the shot Hit, grab, him, grab his arm give him a couple shots pull him in to pick him up and in the back, he wasn't jumping. So I, in the ring, he jumped. So he jumps, and it throws my balance off, and I my knee gives out, and I fall and fall with him. And as soon as we fell, I roll out of the ring, and I grab my knee, and I go, ah, oh! you know, just selling it like, you know, that's what happened and everything. And we get back in the ring, and he does something. He's like, you good? I was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to fucking jump. <laughs> So then I throw him in the eye, pick him up. We do the spot there. Yeah. We get to the back. He's like,
1: "Why wouldn't I jump?" I said, "You fucking didn't back here. <laughs> what did I think you were going to in the ring." Yeah, look at it, Bobby. Bobby's old school. He don't have to work through the match in the back five hundred times like most of these new guys do. You know, I had some guys back in the back. Uh, I was sitting there one night at Empire, and they they went through the thing ten times and go out and they done the match. And uh, you know, part of my job back then was just to. to Critique when they come back, tell them what they need to work on, or what was, you know, uh, what you know, if they screwed up, chew their asses out, right? You know, that was that's what they had me doing. Some of the younger guys, and uh, they come back, and they're just like, "How how was the match?" I said, "It was great." I said, "It was good." The first fifteen damn times I've seen you back here, you know, <laughs> I, it just didn't, it passed me by at that point. <clears throat> you know, the whole the business had passed me through, and I was. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't do right. the whole. Let's walk it through. I'll I'll do it out in the ring. I want to do it to where I can play off of the, the emotions of the crowd. You know, um, some of these guys they'll do it. They look great, great flips, great everything. Everything's beautiful. Great choreographed, hundred um, percent. The crowd don't give a shit, and they don't know how to adjust. But. Or.
3: When you go and you try to work through your whole match, you miss one spot, you're lost. You're like, wait a minute, where do I need to go back to? What's what's going on?
1: And honestly, the reason I didn't want to do that is because hell, I'd forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a finish one time. I was working with Woody Woodchuck up in Athens. <laughs> Ron West was, was running the show, and he came to us with a finish that was three pieces of paper long. And it had us, you know, blocking this, dropping this chain. He picks up the chain, swings, I kick him. I don't know what the hell it was. Anyway, we had to actually sit down and, and we said, okay, you you take this first page and remember this. I'll take this page and then on the third page, we're just gonna damn pin each other here. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pin you here. I mean it was like Oh gosh. And it came off beautiful, though. That finish was it's the longest finish I've ever been given in my life. Um and if I hadn't had anybody, if I'd had anybody besides, you know, Big Wood, Greg, it wouldn't have worked. Um, he was just a, a master at working with, and luckily he remembered some of my spots that I was supposed to do in my part of the finish. <laughs> I remembered some of his, so he was able to put it together and, and finish it out there. Um, but Big Woods, another one, it's, it's great. He that was, was fuck great. yeah, he was amazing. He, uh, I always tell people that you know, Dad taught me. Dad trained me to wrestle. Woody Woodchuck taught me how to wrestle. He, uh, he gave me a wrestling lesson and showed me how to do this stuff.
3: I learned more running angle with Woody at UEW
1: than I did the whole time I trained. You know, that's, that's what Wood's great at is, is teaching. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, business, business needs people like him. Absolutely. I ain't got the damn patience for it. And I don't have the skill for it. I don't, I don't like people that much. Um, well, see, he, I'm... Woody was made for that. I'm up here and
3: getting up in age now. I'm, I've am i been out of wrestling for over a year. And I'm, you know, wanting to start to get back into it. Like, ease my way back in and try to do... And my biggest thing, that's what I want to do, is try to teach and help people and, you know, go to the show and they're like, well, this guy sucks, you don't want to work him. And I'm like, no, that's who I want to work. You know, let me teach this guy how to have yeah. a good match.
0: Have a good match teach the younger star, the younger generation. So the business comes out. Like you said before, I want the business to be better than when I left it.
3: Well, I went to do a show for Woody and he put me in the ring. I'm not going to say who it was with, but he's not a tremendous worker. I've seen him have decent matches, but never had him never seen him have a match that anybody would be proud to say they had, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we go and out for there. For the record, it was not me. <laughs> well, we go out there and we talk over everything and we go and we do the match and the match is over and it's not the greatest match. You know, there were a couple spots that got missed. Uh, hell, I was going to do a baseball slide and my fucking foot got caught in the rope. There was a, or not the rope, but on the map. <laughs> no, there was like a snag in the, in the ring and it hits that. So I stopped like this far short of everything because, I mean, it just, you know, when you're going for it, you hit something, and you just stop completely.
1: Yeah. That's what happened. So Adam, I just, Adam Jacobs had that with the ring apron one time. He was trying to slot in. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll tell you all
3: that story later. No, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he goes to me after the match, and he's like, man, I'm sorry. I was like, for what? He's like you always have really good matches and I was looking, I was really looking forward to working you. And he's like, man, I got out there and I feel like I shit the bed and I feel like it wasn't a good match and everything. And I'm like, did you learn something? He's like, well, yeah. I was like, then it was good. I was like, you know, not every match is going to be five stars. You know, you're going to go out there. You're going to shit the bed every now and then. But if you go out there, you learn something. It's a win.
1: Take that lesson the it, next match. And that's one of the things in, in this business you you never stop learning. Uh, you stop learning it's time to get out because <laughs> you, you know, you're never going to know it all. I mean, but you can always learn something from everybody you you work, whether it's something good or bad. Well, I learned uh, something that match. Not to not to do a fucking baseball, baseball slide. <laughs> that's what exactly <laughs> what I learned in that
5: match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been out a year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. i pushing 2016. I've been out five years.
3: July last year, I got COVID. And uh, I was going to take time off. And then Jennifer wound up catching COVID from me. So I was like, fuck it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm not going to risk bringing anything like that to my family again. And I've recently started. Well, shit, not recently. I've started getting the itch back, like two weeks after I was like, I'm done. (laughs) Just because I didn't technically end on my own terms how I wanted to. You know, I didn't go out there and be like, okay, before I leave, I want to, I want to work this guy, this guy, this guy. I want to try to do this. I want to go there. I want to do this show. You know, I didn't do any of that. It was just, uh, I gave a guy a ride to the show that didn't know he had COVID when I gave him a ride. And, uh, he called me three days later. He's like, feeling okay? I'm like, Yeah. Okay, well I just got tested for COVID. Don't know if I have it. I was just letting you know. And
1: that was the conversation. Well, I mean, at least he I mean I mean thought it up to call you and contact you. I mean, well it was he didn't know
3: it was so many days later and you know, it's one of those I might have it, I don't know. Well now but I was told by someone else that he knew the next day after he rode to the show with me. So I don't know what's true. I don't know how the timeline actually lines up or what happened. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I'm taking time off. And then when Jennifer got it, I was like, no, I'm
1: done. And then I'm like, man, I really don't
3: want to be done. because
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like when I caught COVID, it was you know it was a week before I, I mean, hell, I was over it before I got my test results back. Right. That I had it. And, uh, same with my wife. She was over it. But you're talking about going out the way you wanted. I, I've I have been so fortunate on that. I got to end both my in ring wrestling career the perfect way, the way I not really the way I wanted, but the perfect way. And then also my managing I got to end that the, the perfect way. Uh you know, the first Farley con I got to, to end my in ring wrestling, teaming with my brother, doing the gimmick we'd stole from my dad, the Hollywood Playboys. Nice. Working two of my best friends in Lee Lewis and and Danucci Kevin DeNucci, um at Farley Con. You know, all, the first Farley Con, something that's honoring our friend that passed away, our brother had, had let you know, left right. us. That was there was no better way to I can think to go out than that. Uh, and I've been offered, you know, come back, do this, do this spot, come do that. And, um, and my managing was at the Kenny Arden's. Memorial Tournament UEW when uh, I got to manage and I wouldn't even I was just come to pick up my shirt that Farnan Con we had bought sponsorship on and uh, Drew had taught me into managing him and Menace mm-hmm. that in that tournament and uh, we of course you know they lost the end the final against Bubba or Franchi and, and Luke um, but to just to get to that managing and end it with that you know with with Drew mm-hmm. managing him there. Um, I can't, I can't, can't do any more. I mean, that's I can't do any better on that. Funny story about that night. Uh, to put
3: the teams together, there was a battle royal. Yeah, it was supposed to come down Drew and Menace as the last two in the battle royal. The last three people in the battle royal were me, Drew, and Menace, but we didn't see Drew. Drew was gone. So we're in the ring, and it's like me and Menace standing there, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what happened? Where's Drew? And even Menace looked at me, and he's like, isn't Drew supposed to be in here somewhere? I'm like, man, just go with it. I guess I'm your partner tonight. (laughs) And then next thing I know, out of the corner of my eye, I barely see Drew walking around, like creeping around. So I'm like... Okay, I know what's going on now. So I jump up on the rose. I'm like, yeah, me and Minutes tonight. And then Drew comes in and dumps me out. And I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah,
1: so- I mean, legit, I'm like, oh, fuck, where's Drew? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first showed up that night, uh, Drew had tried to talk me into, into teaming with him that night and, and working. And I kept... Yeah, it was tempting. And I told no, I'm not working. I, I'm in my blue jeans and t- tennis shoes and t-shirt. I don't want... I didn't really want to manage in that. Right. And he taught me to put on the Kenny's... Kenny Kid's shirt or whatever it was and wear it. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I did that. But... And it was tempting. But he kept trying to trying to drag me back. Yeah. <laughs> And even later on, he kept trying to say, why don't you go to this well, town the one me? thing yeah.
2: Drew's so good at. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's like, hey, you Ju- know, Julie and Jennifer can go to this cooking class and you- you'll ride up to me to somewhere in Middle Tennessee and, uh, yeah, just-, just ride with me. Just, just- yeah, I knew if I go, he was going to drag my ass back in that ring. Uh, part of me wishes I'd have done it. I at least I'd wish I'd went. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, for sure. I wish I'd at least rode with him up there. But...
2: But, you know, going back to being in the crowd and my unofficial UEW job.
1: (laughs) I want to know what your official UEW job was. My
2: my job was to keep Donna long in her seat. No shit. Good God. God yes. That was every show you
3: went to, though. That God. wasn't just UEW. Good God. Well,
2: UEW was the only one I was at, that she was at for the most well, part.
3: The bad thing, me and Jennifer were somewhere the other not too long ago. And we were talking about, you know, the workers around and talking about the shows. And somebody starts talking like, yeah, well, there was this little skinny boy that was wrestling. And I guess it, I think it might have been his mom or something. Kept trying to get up in the ring. And I'm like, they're talking about Chase. And that's his hand trying to get <laughs>
2: Because, God, the black hand stuff with, with Chase. I thought Donna was gonna shoot somebody. Like <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> well when
3: I went to UEW, that stuff was start and on the way down and ending when I first got there, so I don't remember was I wasn't there for any of that layout, stuff.
2: Uh, well this was the first new building when you got on Scruggs. Scrubs And Bill just keep her in a damn chair. Just, just keep her <laughs> in a chair, which was not easy for her to be as little as she is.
3: <laughs> no, because she <laughs> man, it didn't matter who you were. It didn't matter if Chase was ill, baby, whatever. If anybody tried to hurt him, she was. Oh, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> it's, it reminds me of who is that? That one bitch that was always at GX Tony trying to come over the rail over any baby face
1: that was getting hurt. I don't know, but hell, there's only two people in the crowd, so pick one of them. Fuck, I don't remember who it was, but that was. It must have been after I left, because I don't.
3: It, Yeah, it may have been, because I think you were gone before I went over there. But there was this one. God damn, I wish I could remember who the fuck it was. Because it didn't matter who the baby face was. Anytime the heels started getting heat, they were jumping up and being like,
1: oh, I got to go help. Yeah, I was definitely gone because there was nobody trying to damn get you know, get heat there.
2: What's his face's wife that thought it was real? Oh, Ryan Choice's wife.
1: Oh, good God, that <laughs> woman. Who? Ryan,
2: Ryan
3: Choice. Ryan Choice. He's a guy. He wrestled at Chip Show. He wrestled at
1: UEW. Name he, sounds familiar. He
2: would let like, nobody tell her it wasn't work.
1: <laughs> no, that's great. That's that's how it's supposed to be. He was. It was a black
3: guy, kind of looked like if you took Fred Sanford and Lamont and mixed them both together. That's him.
1: Yeah, not even him.
3: I mean, great dude. He's a Cleveland Browns fan too. So we talked about a lot of football whenever. <laughs> but no, he would uh, he go out there. <laughs> I
1: didn't have a lot to talk about back then, did you?
3: No, not then. No. Do now. We, it was all hope. That's all we could talk about <laughs> was hope. We hope we get a
1: quarterback next year.
3: <laughs> we hope we don't lose every game again this year.
1: <laughs> we hope they fire Hugh Jackson. Jackman. Jackson. It was Jackson.
3: Was. Jackson, yeah. Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just trying to, to forget the Hugh Jackson area and just say that, that we hired Hugh Jackman in there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a Browns fan, too. And uh, uh, some, you know, I'm – they're not my favorite team but they're one of them uh i really like what they've done but yeah going 1 and 31
3: over 2 years that kind of breaks your heart for anything you're just A like god the coach,
1: the coach still hasn't, he doesn't understand why he was fired <laughs> oh <No. laughs> my god of the interviews he's done oh i feel like they sent me uh oh. no you sucked when you were the head coach of the Oakland Raiders you sucked as the coach of the Browns and then the Cincinnati Bengals were going to hire him to replace Marvin Lewis. That was he was considered for that. Oh, I wish they would have hired him. I would have too, because that would have just solidified the fact that Mike Brown is probably the worst owner in the NFL, as far as running the teams. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now,
3: the Browns, man, they broke my heart more times than I can count. I mean. Even back before I knew really what football was, I just knew I liked the Browns because that was my last name. <laughs> and I'm watching. Could've been worse.
1: Could've been a Falcons fan.
3: Yeah, but no, I would go through and I would be sitting there and from the Elway Drive and all that shit and everything. You know, I just, like I said, I was watching football, didn't really know the, much. The drought in Baltimore had to hurt. Oh. You know that did hurt, but you know what hurt even worse than that? When Baltimore won the fucking Super Bowl, and I knew that could have been Cleveland if they would have just if they would have just built them a new stadium,
1: or or the whole (laughs) you know Bill Belichick and the Patriots building that, you know Nick Saban. You know he was their defensive coordinator back then. You know that was oh they had you know Saban and and Belichick, Saban and Belichick together, and then
3: in the new stadium with Ray Lewis and getting the fucking Super Bowl and you're just like oh god
1: cuz I was it yeah. hey, you know even some of their quarterback choices since they've been you know reintroduced to the league
3: Johnny know, Manziel
1: well he was a, he was a bust I mean he but I mean going back further Tim Couch he was awesome at Kentucky mm-hmm. he should have had a good NFL career they just could not build around it. they couldn't um are you looking at a Dayton side over there? Probably. <laughs> 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 okay, this ain't the Browns podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> we'll talk we'll, we'll Browns bro. later. He was on that thing that they gave me. Jerry Lawler's awesome. on it. So he he was a Browns fan, so that's how we can tie this in again. Well, Ron Simmons uh, was on the Browns for a while. We talked about the Bengals. Ron Pillman. Ah, fuck the Bengals. Well, well. <laughs> Good Brian thing
3: Warren's gone. gone from that. He's a Bengals fan, so fuck oh, uh, the Bengals. was... was <laughs> We'll make sure he listens to we'll that. We'll just make right? sure Will runs him <laughs> off next time when we talk football again.
1: <laughs> I like that guy. I've never seen him work. Um, I've watched a little promo he did on that video I was talking, mm-hmm. talking about that uh, Barry put out. Um, the guy can talk. Oh, yeah. The guy can talk and cut a promo. And you heard him here tonight. You know, he can talk, he can cut a promo, and he can do his shit in the ring, too. Mm-hmm. He's good. I haven't had the privilege yet. I'm on a... I'm on, watch a video because I am not going to a show I'm not like Will I can't sit in the crowd anymore I just can't do it um, that, that shit drives me batshit crazy I, yeah. I, I love the ideal of wrestling fans I don't like being surrounded by wrestling fans um, especially not I any mean, of the ones around here I, mean, I don't like them anymore oh, I don't oh,
2: know some of the ones around here fun to get riled
1: up even like going to like the big shows like when the, the WWE comes to town so I cannot stay stay and go to those sitting in the crowd um it just, I can't do it. It's just. Geez, what the
0: fuck? That <laughs> pain in my arm. And, like that a that jo- was that
1: dating side he was looking at. <laughs> <and laughs> <an arm laughs> that <out.
3: laughs> muscle memory coming yeah. out. Shit. <laughs>
1: that was his date for later on. <laughs> he
2: got to date on the dating
1: side. No, I think it's just. There he's looking at Will's OnlyFans page. I don't know. I don't have one though.
2: I'm ugly. You know
1: Drew Game had an OnlyFans page?
3: <laughs> no. I he legit did, j- did.
2: marry.
3: <laughs> he would we always joked around about the Drew Game OnlyFans. So he created one. So he really created one. And the only picture he had on there was the one he used to send to everybody every Christmas. So you know, <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Boy Dotson has one of those. <laughs> that was the only picture that was on there <laughs> I wonder if it's still up I think Will's looking <laughs>
2: I'm working
1: on it hang on so I want to know who's subscribing for five dollars a month to look at the snowman Drew <laughs> F'n game remember the... well I know but I, did it have the, the,
2: the, the
3: I think it's just F'n, I was about to F-n.
2: what's the fucking word apostrophes which we before sir <laughs>
3: the comma to the gods
2: <laughs> yeah, it is not us no more
1: Ah It must have been mm. Do you ever watch The show Psych mm. No I didn't like uh, What's his name Do- Do- Delay Hill Yeah Couldn't stand him His delivery on things Yeah, yeah I just I, I like I
2: him and everything Else he's ever been in I could not stand him in sight
1: Well I started watching The West Wing And mm. uh, Which was You know his first He was a tap dancer Yeah West Wing was his first show And um, Love him Love him in that show that, I think uh, And I know You know Y'all were joking about Republicans the other day earlier, saying that was the worst. <laughs> one. I'm a conservative Republican. Um, West Wing is about a liberal Democrat government. Greatest show ever. Mm-hmm. It was the greatest written show <laughs> in the history of television. Uh, love it, uh, and, I, and I loved everything about it. And I think he was great in that show. I just can't watch him anything else. But that being said, have you guys seen what he's coming out with? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He was playing the dad in the Wonder Years reboot. Oh, oh shit! It's set in the sixties. I it, forgot that they were doing that. Nice, yeah. but no, I, I couldn't get into sci- it. Wasn't, it wasn't even him. It was the other Joker that was in it. That I just couldn't. James Earl Day. Yeah, I just couldn't stand his delivery. Uh, there's just certain actors I just can't. There was, I love the show, and there was one of the
3: recurring kind of jokes was on there. Anytime they would be like going. Going on a rant, and everything anytime an apostrophe was brought up, they would say that that's God's comma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I also thought it's funny because, like I said, watching the West Wing, you know, I had a lot of characters on the show, and right after it went off, if you started watching the USA Network where Sock was, mm-hmm. they it's like they had taken all of the actors from from West Wing and gave them their own shows over here on USA Network. Uh, <laughs> There was a like a witness protection show that they took one of the girls from the West Wing that was a deputy's uh, NSA agent or something and secretary uh, and put her over there uh, and there was a couple more that had their shows over there but uh, no no I, I never could get into that that show
3: oh well guys we are going kind of late into the night so uh. Let's cut this off right here, take a break real quick, catch a breath, get a drink, and uh we'll be right back to close the show out. All right, guys, we are back again to close this thing out. We uh Lord, I don't even know what we can say this podcast really was tonight.
1: This was off the rails. <laughs> This is four friends shooting a shit. Yeah that's what is, I mean that's that's it. this well, is our normal conversations four and a half Warren was here for a while
3: he had to dip out though <laughs> scary. No, I'm always counting him oh we, left well, Josh we got out. Josh Josh you. Oh. Gotcha. okay okay <laughs> <laughs> well, so still four and a half. Four <laughs> and
1: a half. <laughs> but so no. Josh are you going to give us an update on your midget wrestling career well it's
0: it's, it's kind of taken uh, I it was
1: kind of short it? yeah alright um <laughs>
3: You know the bad thing, I. You know they got that micro championship wrestling up in Yeah, and everything. I want to go to that one. <laughs> I was thinking one night, man, if Josh walked in, he would be like the Big Show to them. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: five foot two of him. <laughs>
3: I did. I thought that. I'm like, God, Josh would be the fucking big show. He needs to go down there and pitch that shit.
1: You gotta cosplay it, man. Yeah. We'll go down there. I'll take you. We'll go in and you can cosplay that shit. We'll take this on a road trip do it live.
0: <laughs> fucking get a whole loop.
1: Oh my God, that would be funny. I mean,
3: I'd be the star attraction. No, you wouldn't. Oh, no, that's the bad thing. He would. He- he would get over doing that shit more than I've got over. Me and Rocky got over our entire fucking career. I,
1: I was the midget tag team champion of the world. Um, that got over. Oh. But. but yeah, man, I've
3: had a fucking blast tonight. I'm glad you oh came God. over. Yes, to hang out, man. We uh,
1: thank you guys for having me. I, I love doing this with you guys always. It's like
3: we've said before, you know, we go off the rails sometimes when everybody gets here, but hell, that's what happens when that's what makes and it we're
1: fun. sober. Right. Yeah, not anything to drink or sadly. Yeah. yeah, sadly. Well,
3: I remember last time Warren was on the podcast is when Drew tried to kill Josh oh with alcohol. God. God.
1: <laughs> that's why we're sober tonight. Yes. <laughs> and it's a Tuesday, so and I mean, it's a Tuesday.
3: Well, hell it was a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, that Tuesday because uh, I had to work the next day. But it
1: was Drew. I mean. He <laughs> did not go to work the next day. <laughs> I tried to. No,
3: he did not go to work the next day. I, had to, I stayed up all fucking night then went to work the next day. Because Jennifer said, you need to make sure he don't die in his sleep. I'm like, he's fine. He No, you go watch him. So I, I literally sat right there. Like this all night, making sure he didn't like puke he and didn't choke on
1: no, You know the hand spasms he just had a few minutes ago, did he?
3: Thank God, no. When <laughs> Drew Drew put him in the sugar and put him to sleep, pretty much. I like, mean, Drew got over here trying to calm him down because Jennifer called Drew and like, you get your ass over here right now. You fucking cause this. <laughs> me too. Well, it what started are you off doing? With, Drew gave him alcohol poisoning.
0: It was bad. Like, like that $5 Paramount
3: vodka. You know gallon? those gallon jugs of vodka Drew would always buy? Yeah, he'd we like three of them
0: for 5 bucks or something. Yeah. He drank the whole thing. I drank the whole thing.
3: What? Well, Pretty much. I think he said he was going to drink with Drew after he had already had like a shot of moonshine. And then he comes in and he's got his little cup and he's sipping. And he drinks one and then he makes him another and drinks that one. And I think he's down like three or four good one good sized glasses and then he's sitting there and he stands up and turns around to talk to whoever was outside and drew takes his full cup and reaches over and pours it into josh's like he's not gonna know the difference good old drew and then no literally josh is in there and it starts off funny i mean we facetime ben and we're like hey Watch what Josh is doing. And I mean, he's sitting there talking and laughing and everything's funny. And then all of a sudden, he goes from happy to sad to pissed off and wanting to fight. Mm-hmm. Like within 30 seconds, he goes from happy.
2: Who are you want to fight? Everybody. Yes. <laughs> Rocky, there was a time I was literally on top of him pinning him to his bed. Not in a fun way. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. Literally, Jennifer had to stop me from killing him.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, legit. Because all I know is he's in his drunken stupor, and he's doing his thing, and he's kicking his feet and everything. And then he, like, jumps up in one motion, jumps up, and swings on Jennifer. She gets out of the way, and next thing I know, I'm like, going back to the big show, I choke slam him on the bed, and i just got my hand around his throat.
1: You know what's funny, though? You are the big show to him. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've literally I've got my hand on his throat. Like choking the life out of him and not even realizing what's going yeah. on. I've just Jennifer slaps the shit out of me like four times. How are we this late? And the world? We'll start going crazy. But Jennifer like slaps the shit out of me three or four times, and I'm like, I said, What? She said, You're gonna kill him, huh. Oh, and I just <laughs> let go. <laughs> oh shit. Like, literally, that's what it was. I'm like, what? You're going to kill him. Who? Oh, him. And I just let go. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I need to get out of here for a minute. (laughs) I do remember getting
0: up the next day when I was still drunk. I'm just, ow. Like, my whole fucking body was hurting. I regretted everything. He
3: was getting up, trying to get ready to go to work. Yeah. And he was still drunk because he didn't go to sleep until 4 or 5 o'clock. Been there. And he's still drunk trying to get up and go to sleep. I called him and I'm like, lay your fucking ass down, sleep it off, call in.
1: So, is it just I mean, uh, not to get personal with you in this, but is it just like are you that way when you drink by your I mean, No, that's the first time okay. that's ever happened. We got no. drunk plenty of times. Was it just because he was
3: It was the fact of, It was the fact of how much. Yeah. And I think maybe mixing the moonshine with the vodka. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a lot oh, that just, night.
1: This never happened.
3: we drunk. You, you need something. to get
1: on whiskey sours and you'll be fine. But
3: <laughs> well, it was a lot that night. We've we've told him no more liquor. Oh hell.
1: Well you get a whiskey sour kid.
3: We we did. We told him he was like no more liquor. It's no. Well he's had liquor uh,
2: since. Well every now speaking. and then he'll have
3: one drink. Like okay. one liquor drink okay. and then the rest he'll have a you know, a couple a beers. Beer. I won't touch
0: I don't touch Bach at all no more.
1: I've noticed that as I've gotten older, I cannot drink beer. Really? Yeah. I hate it. I, I, I It gives me like the worst heartburn, and I just cannot drink it. Oh, I, man. Uh, so I've picked up whiskey sours, and that's what I'm sticking with. And
3: I don't think I've ever had one. I'll need to try There's it. Long we'll long have we'll whiskey sours. Sour. This guy's good. I've yeah, got I'm a... Uh, I got ai can not drink
1: tequila. Oh, I can I I can't. It don't like me the next day, but I can. No, I can't do it at all. Kim Harden, if you hear this, (laughs) last time we were at Buds, it was also National Tequila Day or something, and Cinco de uh, Mayo. No, no, it was was a couple, (laughs) a couple. Tequila shots for a dollar? No, they weren't. Definitely weren't at all. No way. No. Um, It was. It was in July. It was you know like the anniversary of Kenny. So I told my, told Jefferson, I'm buying Kim a shot of tequila. We're gonna do a shot of tequila. So I got a shot of tequila. Then she got us a shot of tequila. and I got us another shot. I think we wound up just like, going back and forth, like four or I mean, five, four five shots. shots. I told Jennifer last day, I said, there's two things. I, I, You know, they got that song, I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. But tell me <laughs> he's got Mine is I will never drink tequila with Kim Martin again. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it didn't, I don't know what tequila it was, but it was not the tequila I remember that about killed me every time you drink it. It was just so smooth yeah. and so just...
2: It's
1: gotten better. Yeah, <laughs> right. gotten, like, Well, I maybe need to
3: try it again now, but no, back... You remember when I used to shave my head? Yeah. I'd literally... It had been a little bit, so when I shaved like, my head...
1: Like
3: then. Something like that.
1: Yeah.
3: But, <laughs> <laughs> no, i I had like a handful of hair that I had to throw away in the trash can. I was so so goddamn fucked up i started getting sick like i drank three quarters of one of the little fifth bottles of tequila Mm -hmm. i drank three quarters of one of those by myself and then saw i was getting low and i'm like oh i'm almost out i need something else so i just reached and grabbed the next bottle i could find to refill it and it just happened to be a vodka bottle (laughs) <laughs> so, I refilled the tequila bottle with vodka when there was still, you know, a fourth of the bottle left. And I drank most of that.
2: You
3: didn't die. Oh, my God. And so, you never had a
1: four horse, have
3: you? Oh, Ooh, Ooh. God. That was the last drink of the night. That was always the last drink of the night. I, oh, no. I had to stop after that. That was
1: my starter. that was we'd get the Rock and Country Club, we'd get that, and then we'd order a shot of tequila. And our shot of tequila was a full red solo cup full of tequila. That's what they would give us for shots. And then most of the time they didn't charge us for it. Um, And then one night Jay Woody's like, let's shoot it. All right. Sounds good. I've never wanted to throw up so much in my life. Oh, I did Uh, throw up. (laughs) I was bad. And this wasn't
3: long after the... New Year's, you ran through the house with the yeah, championship the belt I was on.
1: celebrating. I was a heavyweight champion that night. It, <laughs> wasn't
3: that that <laughs> it wasn't long after that that this happened. It wasn't long after that that this happened. So, you know, I was still living at home. God, I was so sick. I was I throwing up.
0: I my body shots, my head shots. <laughs> I, was,
3: I was throwing up. I was, God, it was so bad. I yelled at my mom. i like, mama. And she goes in there, she's like, what? And I said drunk and I'm sick and I think I need you to hold my hair while I throw up <laughs> I'm shaved head bald I'm down to the scalp <laughs> I'm down to the fucking scalp my mom looks at me she goes she looks over and sees the trash can in the bathroom that's got my hair in it she picks up the trash can and is like alright I gotta go ahead and throw up <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Before Josh gets animated, before this time, want we'll to do this pop so we can get out of here and go to bed. You pop. Ya pop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Last week, as soon as I was like,
2: No, oh. first time the was first it the first, time first time one? Again, okay.
3: We talk about the pop, the positivity <laughs> thing that Drew always. Yeah. So the first time, as soon as I hit the record button, I'm like. All right, guys, we're about to get out of here. Josh just jumps up and goes, pop! (laughs) I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking get to it. Calm down. (laughs) Nah, Drew started this. We're keeping it going. Uh, I actually talked to Rebecca at FarleyCon the other day. Told her we're recording on Tuesdays again that whenever she's got a chance and she can come up here to come up, start hanging out, recording, doing the, so good to see that kid. doing the life lessons again for her. But, you know, Drew always did the life yeah. lessons. But we gifted her that segment. So that's hers. So she gets to do that. But Drew always wanted to end everything on a positive note. So, uh, well, you know, we're going to keep doing that as always. So you're the guest, uh, Warren, have you got one you want to? <laughs> no. He's a uh, positive, positively not, positively. not here. Positively. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you got anything you want to add to? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so uh, no, if you got, you know, what's your uh, positive thing
1: going on right now? Uh, you know, like I said, we gave the Drew Game Memorial Charity Auction and Pop Drive. I mean, it was just, that was a positive. You know, we six thousand dollars or you know was raised over six thousand dollars was raised to help the kids with waiting to hear. You know, so they can purchase the the cochlear implants for the kids and help them. Um, you know, smash the single day pop record um, of one hundred thirty five. I think we had one hundred seventy eight. I think it was. So, 178 kids that, you know, if they go to the we, Children's Hospital, they're going to get a, a, a toy, something to, you know, brighten their day a little bit.
3: We were okay. able to donate a few that we had here. Uh, the rest of them we didn't get a chance. They're in our storage building. Okay. So we're going to go out, and there's probably another 15,
1: 20 more there that we were going to donate. Oh, actually, there was a woman come up to us there, and uh, she didn't know we were doing it. Uh, and so... You know, she lives in Dalton, and, and uh, she said that she had a bunch that she doesn't do anything with. She ch- changed her collection habits, and she wanted to know if we had a place that she could just bring them and donate them. So that's I her, awesome. I told her to go to, to my wife's beauty shop and, and drop them off of her, since we don't have an actual comic book store for her to drop right. them off. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that was a hell of a positive there. Yeah, hell you know, yeah. You know, this was all all done in Drew's name at, at an event that was. You know, in honor of, you know, Jay Farley, uh, that we named FarleyCon after, who that, that also loved kids and would do anything to, to Broughton a Kid's Day. And, and, you know, two of the best guys I've ever met and two my brothers that I missed deeply. I would gladly get rid of the Drew Game auction and Memorial stuff and FarleyCon if it would, would, you know, if I still had them too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, that's not something to be done, so positive is keeping their, their names alive and their members alive through something we can do that they loved.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, what you got, buddy?
2: It's a positive work in progress.
3: So it's not a pop, it's a <laughs> whip. <Whittler. laughs> it's a whip.
2: So I'm honestly thinking about switching departments in my job. Okay. Actually, getting off the front end because I'm so burnt out, and probably going to the online grocery part and get out from all that stress. Get out from under some of the stress and
3: get away from actually dealing with people and just push a buggy around and scan shit. There you go.
2: Yeah. Joshua.
0: Well, for me, it's, you know, finally getting to get back and do the podcast again. And even on days that if we don't get to do it, it's just getting around everybody. Rocky coming over, Warren coming over, just, just shooting the shit with close friends and people that we don't get to do stuff with no more. And with this pandemic, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Getting to have these moments again before God knows what happens is, is a
1: positive in anything.
0: So getting to have these moments <clears throat> is always good.
1: I love it. Yeah. And another positive is he didn't get charged double for anything at FarleyCon. <laughs> it did get charged it, triple at the one place But three it, times nothing uh, yeah. is still
3: nothing so. <laughs> yeah. uh, And for me it's just You know to kind of go along with what you were just saying Josh It's uh, getting together hanging out And hell, even if it wouldn't have You know even if we wouldn't have recorded tonight Just hanging out The you know great fucking dinner oh, yeah, that's that was awesome. Awesome. Your wife's
1: amazing I'm sorry okay. uh, I know. I know. <laughs> she, she, she trained you to cook. <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
3: <laughs> but no, just uh, getting to hang out and everything. And, hell, even if we wouldn't have uh, ever hit record, you know, just, hell, the conversation before we even started recording and everything right, that we yeah. were having. Just.
2: yeah, the... our very fantastical TV show.
3: <laughs> oh, good God.
2: <laughs> Squirrel Pussy. <laughs>
3: So, I got off work early today because doing the construction shit that I do, we can't really right. work in the rain. So, Will messages me at like 1.15 and is like, hey, when do you want me to come over? I'm like, just whenever. He's like, well, that helps. I'm like, dude, I'm off work. So, literally, whenever the fuck you want to come, I'll be here. And it's like 10, 15 minutes later, he shows up. He's like... You gotta fucking watch this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the name of the show again? Miss Pat. Miss Pat, okay.
3: The, the Miss Pat T-Plus. show. Literally, she's the black version of my
1: wife. Except she don't cook. <laughs> well, his. The, yeah, the husband's a cook. Well, that's what we saw tonight. He was well, cooking and they... she just fixed. <laughs> See? See? <Showing> it... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have not laughed so fucking much in so long as watching
3: that show. It's not very often I have to pause the show because I'm laughing so hard. I <laughs> don't want to miss something. But as soon as she's running through her list of insults, and she said squirrel pussy. I just, oh my God. I died the fuck laughing and had to pause the show. Because I, I started laughing. I looked at Will. I was like, did she just say squirrel pussy? He said, yeah. And I started dying laughing again. <laughs>
1: Did it make you think of Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: about to say, she didn't say nothing about Arby's. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention that name, okay? Oh, good. Oh,
2: Don't tell, tell oh, me. I'm blasting all the bitches man. on podcast. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs>
3: she, Arby's. She's, she got your beef. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Bitch was hanging meat curtains from what I've been oh, told.
1: God. Oh, Okay. And
3: on that note guys We will see how <laughs> it is. No, You know when you hold that no, no. Arby's roast beef And um, you're holding it like this to I, I, okay. eat it
1: I ate Arby's yesterday but okay. when you Think it, about you having that
3: roast beef oh like God. this And then doing that with
2: it And it dangles at I the did. bottom
3: Okay, hey, never let me let That's, this shit down Yeah it dangles at the
2: bottom And like wiggles at you uh-huh. Will, like will was sitting
3: next to, <laughs> Will was sitting next to Josh right when she, <laughs> Oh good
5: God <laughs>
2: I'm Batman. I'm
1: Batman. Gotham needed you, Josh. Oh, good. God.
2: God. Moving
1: on. Great pie. Great pie.
2: So, if you get the chance, watch the Miss Pat show on BET Plus. It will not disappoint.
1: And fast fast forward through army commercials.
2: Okay, and on that note,
3: this has been the Turn the Buckle Podcast. I am Jason Hampton, Josh Cox, Will Clark, like Rocky Spurlock. Oh, goddamn, that bitch Casey had a roast beef pussy.